Let me remind everyone, go to HankStrange.com, sign up for the email list, that's the thing to do. I'm going to show this off right here. This is the Gun Nerd shirt, one of them. We've got another one that's up there. Uh, I probably need to start working on another Gun Nerd shirt. But if you want to get this Gun Nerd shirt and others, you have to go to Ballistic Inc., look for the Hank Strange store, um, and there you can find that. But you can also go to HankStrange.com. We've got links for all that kind of stuff. We've got Lola's Deals. You can go to Lola'sDeals.com, all of that. All right, also I want to thank Harry's Holsters for sponsoring the show here. Shout out to Harry's Holsters. Um, I think we got a lot of that out of the way. We've got, if, if, you are, if you're into manscaping, you know, taking care of your, of your jiggly hanging off bits, which I think is, you know, keeps you high speed, low drag. Low drag. Yes, which we all hear. We're very tactical. We all know about that. Go to Manscaped. Use the code STRANGE20. Um, Mike is looking like, what happened? I don't know <laughs> what you guys got into since the last time I was on this yeah, show. I'm trying to figure it all out, piece it together without interrupting or asking questions. I specifically sure didn't tell you. Yeah, I specifically <laughs> didn't tell you about that before we started. So shout out to everyone out there. Smash those thumbs ups, okay, guys? We we need and appreciate that. I'm gonna press the button, do the open right now. Welcome back there to we the go. Strange Situation. Make sure you guys Lifestyle subscribe, thumbs up, and load it. ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. Can we see... Oh, Jazz Pinkies. I forgot. Jazz Pinkies. Jazz Pinkies. You there it. you go. I'm trained now. I'm trained. I'm whipped. Ah. <laughs> we, oh, boy. I'm never going to hear that. We are live. We are live. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. It's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Oh, God, it is already. Haircut Where's Wednesday? the week going? Yeah, I know. Man, it's going this is fast. fast. Time's mm -hmm. going fast, man. This oh. is episode 583. We have Mike from MW Tactical joining us, as well as Babyface P. What's up, dudes? Not much. Not much. Um, Just trying to make it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Mike, did you bring MW Tactical hats for everyone? Did uh, you? Yes, I did. Okay, because, I mean... I. I don't know where mine is. That's such a, you know, see, I think he was ready for that. He was just ready. The, the real question <laughs> is, have you been shopping at Palmetto State Armory lately? <laughs> well, actually, I can actually <laughs> tell you this. Um, uh -huh. Doing the whole COVID thing with Palmetto State Armory, mm -hmm. they closed down. And then mm -hmm. the day they opened up, mm -hmm. um, they didn't have the range open, but the line was so long. Mm -hmm. out the door when i seen it i just kept driving past it so i didn't <laughs> go there yeah. and i actually went there today mm -hmm. and then maybe about two weeks ago but you know everybody bought up all the guns so they really have guns there really? and they had limited supplies as well mm -hmm. so yes everything is um everything's getting bought out nowadays um yeah. in case you guys don't know about that uh stuff is not staying on the shelves in the gun stores and, and and i know palmetto state i saw an article about that about the um how many how many of those stores are there in south carolina like four or five or something um i know there's one in charleston there's mm -hmm. one in greenville mm -hmm. there's one in um here in columbia and i know they got the like a warehouse here mm -hmm. also yeah but it's just the areas that i frequent 
majority of the time. I know what they are, but okay. overall, I, I don't know how many they actually have in the state of South Carolina. Yeah, I think they have a couple because they whatever whatever those stores were. But yeah, um, Bricks is saying I don't see how they're selling anything. It's never any stock there. Um, you know what? I'm actually putting something together where I'm going to have the, the the folks from PSA come on along with uh, Brownells. And talk to you guys about like customer service, what's in stock, and all of and all of that kind of thing. I think everyone has to realize right now, everything is getting bought. Whenever we have people in stores come on, everything is it really yeah. still think the 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 drive for buying guns is still like really going heavy. Yes, I was just talking to someone like shotguns aren't even staying. There's no shotguns anymore. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Go, well, go you got to look at the um, the situation. What's going on right now? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. even though your area might not be harmed right now, but what about areas whereas you know protesters and other effects that's going on in life right now mm-hmm. is jeopardizing mm-hmm. other people's lives? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So you got to you got to weigh all that in as well. Yeah. Lots of there's lots of things going on, but yeah, for sure. I mean, they really can't. Like everyone's just buying everything. We had. Was it? I think we had Trey from Aries on, and I think, I'm trying to remember who. Actually, yeah, there was a trainer that was on with Trey, which uh, Lola's gonna. I cannot remember. My apologies. There's a whole two hour long Jeremy. show. Who? Jeremy. Jeremy. Yes, Jeremy was on, and Trey was saying that someone came into the store that he works in. There was a Glock 19 there. I think it was used even, and the guy was like, "Oh, is this a good gun?" Trey was like, "Yeah, Glock 19." Good to go. The guy said, okay, hold on a second. I got to go, like, ask my wife, call my wife up and see if I could buy this. And Trey tried to tell him, don't do that because we're not going to hold it for you. <laughs> he went outside to call his wife. Another dude came in, Glock 19, I'll take that. <laughs> the guy wow. came back and was mad, like, what happened here? It's like, you you missed it. Yeah, so everything's <laughs> selling. I mean, and yeah, there's a lot of people out there just buying whatever is available. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, even the um, the the online stores, it's hard to find specific guns online as well. And mm-hmm. even even if they do say they have it in stock, they have to order it, and which mm-hmm. is going to take another two weeks. You know how that goes sometimes. But. Yeah, um, eight eight one seven LDS says TGC says record numbers for background checks this year for sure. The numbers mm-hmm. keep they keep we keep breaking records here. The, the non-gun people are buying every... I was looking at... Um, there was a snippet from Joe Rogan, and he was talking to one of the members of The Roots. I don't know if you guys saw that, but he recently had a guy from The Roots on. So obviously, The Roots are liberal. You know, they, they, uh, they're they the band for... Um, what's his Jimmy name? Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon mm-hmm. and all that kind of... I love The Roots, by the way. Yeah, I'm a um, big fan of The Roots also. What's what's the name? Uh, Black Thought Black, from The Roots. Black Thought, yep. <laughs> that is the most awesome freestyle rapper in history. Well, he's actually in my top five, like top five. Um, Wait, overall rappers? Yeah, he's he's actually in my top five. Okay, we'll, we'll let just put a pin in that so we can, right. we can come back to that debate. But Black Thought is he he's the he's the god of uh, rap. Uh, so far as I'm concerned, when it comes to freestyling and everything, just Google uh, Black Thought and Funkmaster Flex. You'll see what I'm talking about. So anyway, the guy that came on, which I can't, I'm trying to remember that guy's name, he's actually a gun guy. He's into guns. And he was talking to Joe Rogan, and they had this conversation, which I thought was actually 
pretty good. Joe Rogan has come some way. That guy's come is is pretty you know um, up to date for the most part on what he's talking about. Even though they're coming from a certain point of view, um, he, he was. They were talking about how in California people who are anti-gun are calling them up and like, hey, can I borrow can I borrow some guns from you? Yeah, I heard that. I thought it was a joke when I heard that. Yeah, and they're like, no, that doesn't work like that. <laughs> can't, can't actually do that because you people in California made laws. <laughs> I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm in a bit of a bubble because I don't – I we haven't seen any crazy rush around here. Of course, I'm not associated with any gun stores anymore, so I don't see it from that side either. But um, I don't know. We're, we're settled in. I got – I got lots and lots of firearms yeah. everywhere. I'm not too worried about myself. <laughs> this is I hear it. I hear it a lot. I was talking to someone. Yeah, I was talking to someone today that was telling me they bought a couple of guns but they couldn't get any shotguns. Like shotguns are selling out. I think Remember these people have been listening to Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, so I guess shotguns are on the list. <laughs> yeah, so apparently every shotgun must be yeah, bought. So ammo, you got like ammo. ammo is yeah. hard. You know, yeah. it's even harder. Mhm. Mhm. You know, we were talking about uh, the MW hat, and somehow Babyface distracted me off the hat situation. Oh, sorry, yeah. (laughs) I told you I got you. You want me to go get the box and show you? I got you. No, I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing (laughs) you. Okay, like I said, I'll trade. I'll trade you. I'll trade you. I'll trade you like a Hank Strange patch. Either one. Yeah. All right. How about the Hank Strange knife or MW tactical hat? Oh no, dude. Uh uh. Oh, what? Look how they go. You frugal. That's one of a kind. <laughs> you can't have my you can't have my hat. Okay, well my well, I'm I sorry, think, not my hat. You can't have my knife, my microtech, not this one. Yeah. That's actually, no. No, dude. No. I, I was looking at some microtechs the other day and uh-huh. the price was deterring me. You know what I'm saying? They're so kind of expensive. actually yeah. I gotta get my hands on one to actually play with it right. before I can actually say yay or nay. Um, talk to Babyface. Babyface knows how to get stuff cheap. Uh, All right. Uh, I can put you in contact with the, uh, with the sales guy. Um, you're ex-military too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll give you Corey's information. Uh, Corey is the guy at Microtech that does all of the LEO, Mm -hmm. uh, military discount stuff Mm -hmm. and he can get you. It's, it's a pretty hefty discount from what I understand. So yeah, Um, I'll I'll try to use information. Yeah. James Miller so, says frugal, a.k.a. cheap. That's Babyface P. But we also <laughs> traded. Yeah, we traded for like. So, for for example, Mike, um, we traded for that. I can't remember what, but we traded for this. Oh, I, me. yeah. Hank put in the ammo. I put up a trigger because yeah. some local guy wanted junk. So Hank put up like a uh, half a case of ammo and I put up a uh, Rock River Arms two stage. Mm-hmm. And then Lola got the got the yeah. knife. That's the one so. thing about Microtechs. I mean, they they have value like that that you could trade if you have them. You could trade them for stuff, or you could trade not hard. stuff for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now let me go back to the two patches that you held up. Right. Okay. Which you guys can get on HankStrange.com. I'm just saying. All right. You so know, for, help support us. For the two patches, I will give you the M W tactical hat. And right. Okay. Let's see where are we go. Okay. With so this? you can either have this one. With the wording, uh-huh. or this one with the logo? Uh, I like the logo. Which one do you like, Patrick? Let Which me see one? it again. What, what, I like the logo, personally. Yeah, me. I yeah. like the logo one. Yeah, I'm about that logo. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, like I said, I, I, get, you, I get you one with um, the logo for okay. the two patches. Okay. All right. All right. That's a, that's a fair deal, right, Patrick? 
Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Okay, it's fair deal. Fair deal. How, the people out there who want to buy an MW tactical hat and support you, how can they do that? We got to get a babyface P hat somehow. I do. I need to. Yeah, I got to get back with you on that one because I got a link up with my man Chris at um, Blazing Print here in um, Columbia. Mm-hmm. He's the one that actually made the shirt, so okay. I got to get with him and set up that account so he can actually handle all that stuff. Okay, cool. And then from time to time, I'll wear it. Uh, Rod Mills was mad at me yesterday because he sent me his shirt. And then I didn't realize he was coming on yesterday until yesterday, which I already put a shirt on. So, <laughs> but, you know, I'll try to, <laughs> okay, so I'll try to represent at some point. <laughs> yeah. How far is your house from the studio? Uh, about 35 minutes. <laughs> okay, so that's justified. Then. So he didn't have a right to get mad about it. <laughs> yeah. It's a commute. I commute for this. <laughs> you know, pay for gas. SoCal yeah. says, Babyface P, the shortage is bad here. Uh, so bad here that people are buying 80% build kits to have something. Uh, to have something. Handgun kits are totally illegal and rifle builds need approval from the California DOJ before you can build. It's almost hmm. that they put you in that position on purpose. Yeah. Don't, right. don't, I hate don't. to be that guy, but it's almost like your government, your local government wants you in that situation. Yeah. Don't set yourself up in California, please, man. I, I, if, you, if you can avoid it. If yeah. you can avoid it. Try to like I don't know. This is um, and I know you. I know you were trying to say something there, Mike. But let me just get this out while I remember. So for new gun people getting into this stuff, if you don't know, there's just go online. You can find people like myself. You can reach out to me and ask me. I'm sure Babyface is down to do it. I'm sure Mike is down to like help you out, answer questions, and point you in a direction. Please don't do illegal stuff and lose your gun rights. You're nice. just helping these people out. And you're gonna you're gonna help them put you in prison. There was a guy who called me. He just bought an AR-15. I'm not trying to make fun of this guy or anything, but he he just bought an AR-15. He <clears throat> called me to ask me how he can make it full auto. <laughs> and, wow. Uh, do you like prison? I personally, it's your choice. Do you like federal penitentiaries? Yeah. If you enjoy their food, then I'll tell you, I'll teach you how to do it. Uh, yeah. If you don't like that, then I would steer clear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and I try to tell him that. I was like, oh, by the way, here's uh, Edward Andrews throwing up the uh, old school. Wait, what did I do? Oh, I got to figure this out. Hold on. Edward Andrews is throwing up the old school here. Let's see if I can do this right. No, still can't do it. What's wrong with my phone? I don't know what's happening with my phone. Okay, here, I'll just show you guys. Edward Andrews is throwing up the old school. Hank Strange patch right there. Boom. That's the old one, man. Oh, how long, really? How long ago was that one? Those are worth $1,000 each. I just said, oh, collector's item. How long ago was that? That's patch? old. That's old. That's at least like four or five years ago or something. Oh, okay. Okay. $1,000 each, huh? Yeah. How many were in uh, production? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. We probably made a couple of hundred of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I try to I try to set this guy in the right direction, and without like insulting him and stuff like that, I I, I said, listen, people technically you can have full auto under certain circumstances, right? But for the most part, you know, even possession of an AR-15 that you make full auto will land you in jail. Um, and then I asked him, I said, why do you want it? And he said, oh, because I want to be more accurate. 
So I explained to him that it doesn't actually make you more accurate. Yeah, that's spraying and praying pretty much because you're not looking at the front side post at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and also, like, you know, machine guns are meant for suppressive fire in a lot of situations, shock and awe, that kind of thing. Walter says belt feds for everyone. Um, I told him, listen, you want to be more accurate, you need to go to the range, shoot, figure out how to zero your optics, your sights. He didn't know what I was talking about. So I, I explained it, what optics are, what iron sights, and he basically didn't have any on the gun. So he just, because he was like, I just bought the body of the AR. I don't have any of that stuff. So I was like, that's what you need to get. Then you need to go to the range, you know, um, and then you need to seek out some resources out there. Look on YouTube and other places, whatever works for you. And, you know, get some information here because like ignorance of the law. What's that? What's that saying? Like ignorance of the law is no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> They're still going to put your ass in jail, whether you know or you don't know. Exactly. So, so try to like gun guys. We need to try to help people in those situations. I think that all the new gun people who are coming online, so they stay out of jail. Okay. What were you What were you gonna say, Mike? If you can remember now that I've. No, no. Actually, you made the comment, and I was like, mm. like it was a shock to me. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. Uh, John Crump says, "Can I pimp my niece's GoFundMe? First person to donate." We'll win a free copy of the new Sniper movie. So you guys need to go talk to John Crump. He's in the chat. And um, and there's some other stuff I'm going to talk about in relation to that. Flying Rich gave us two bucks. He says, I'll sell my old school Hank Strange patch for 500 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> what's up with this uh, new Sniper movie? What's what's that about? Yeah, what new Sniper movie is that? There's, I think there's a Sniper There's a new is, movie Is Hank's out. coloring off just for me? Oh, no, no, you're back. Now you're back. What? Do I not look black? You had a bright red forehead, but it might have just been for me on Skype. <laughs> oh. oh. There was yeah. some, like, weird thing with your camera. Okay, it was just oh. me, though. <laughs> <laughs> just me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not going to – I could go deeper on that one, but uh, we'll avoid that. We'll avoid that. Uh, yeah, if Flying Rich, if you could sell that Hank Strange patch for 500 bucks, just remember you owe me 250 <clears throat> That's how that works, buddy. <laughs> wow, you're just going to take it, huh? It's his patch, but he's just going to debole. <laughs> See if you can get it. There's actually not a lot of those out. I think when we made those, it wasn't that many that we made. Um, those, I think when I did those, it was Millspec Monkey that helped me get those out there. So, you know, some history, right. some history behind those. If you can get your hands on them. I don't know if Babyface has one or not. Which one, the old school the one? The old school one, yeah. I think I do. I would have to look around. I... Mm-hmm. I, I might have it right over here, actually. Mm-hmm. And Walter says, I guess I got to get Babyface P a T-shirt. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. For a Saturday, listen, I'm I'm threatening a barrel for you. I need at least a T-shirt in payment, okay? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, and Vanessa Kitty says, I don't have a Patrick patch nor an MW patch. Do you have a, um, do you have a patch, Mike? Yeah, I have some. Um, I made them. When I like the second year of M-W tactical, mm-hmm. but I never gave them out, you know, because I was actually just going to give them out when I did classes when I first started. Okay. But then I forgot about them, and then when I had moved <laughs> to Louisiana, I found them, <laughs> and I lost them again, and then I found them when I actually came back to South Carolina. Oh wow! And 
now they're you never unpack those in, boxes i take it you just move no nah, not boxes. really <laughs> that's it <laughs> so those patches are somewhere in el cabanino and i'll find it <laughs> oh wow okay uh john says if you're the first to donate message me at real john crump on facebook i don't know what the uh thing is john uh, if he put it up there. And Kathleen Music Lover says, anyone do Polymer 80 or Timberwolf frame? Uh, we d- didn't. Well, mm-hmm. we. I've, a baby, I, me I, and Babyface. I've built three or four of them. And yeah. I've screwed around with the Timberwolf as well. The Timberwolf is a little too thin. The Polymer 80 feels a little bit better. It's not quite the same as a true Glock, but it's wow. not bad. What is the one that I have? Why is my phone? Hold on. My, there, my there we go. Phone. There's my phone. Um, so this one on the phone, what is the, Oh, this is a lone wolf one on this this one. Right? Uh, this particular I, Yeah, I this is lone it. wolf. Let me go to the video. Yeah, this is a lone wolf one that we have here. So, um, I would say that typically people think that these are easy to do. They're not hard to do. Yeah. Um yeah, they're not difficult to do. They just, yeah, the picture, I'm just seeing your picture now. That's a lone wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not difficult to do. The The quality comes from the final fitment. So, like, cutting it down and doing everything is pretty simple. And then hand filing the last little bit of polymer off the yeah. top and doing doing really nice final fitment will get you a really nice gun. Mm-hmm. But, no, they're not, they're not too hard. Anybody that has a basic sense of machinery of cutting things could do it no problem well that's the point that's the point i'm trying to make i'm not saying that it's technically difficult to do but if you get frustrated easy at stuff like me it's not your best idea to do it yeah you know if, if you and, and if you're not super mechanically inclined oh, yeah. <laughs> and have, don't have, have any patience <laughs> me have you tried doing one yeah, yeah oh yeah yeah. The first one, okay, the first one we did was a total nightmare because it was the first generation, and that old generation had, um, you would you would mill out the back of the plastic as part of the, like, rear, um, the rear rails on the frame, and that was a terrible design, and they redid it now, so you actually get this, like, drop-in piece mm-hmm. that holds the trigger components, um, the, the sear components, and that is is actually the slide component now, and that is a lot easier. With that, it's seriously, it's really not that bad. You cut like two little tabs off the side, mm-hmm. and then you go in from the front and, and kind of egg out the where the barrel sits, and it's really it's really not bad. If you if I mean you could take a pocket knife to it and whittle it away and get it to work fine. Okay, so so just patience. You just really got to have. Patience. It's really yeah, that's really it. If, if you just sit and take your time on like a weekend or something. And then sit and work in your slide and get everything working. It's it's not bad. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? Now I totally forgot what I was going to say <laughs> about that whole thing. Uh, I got distracted here. I got distracted. Um, yeah, there's a... Oh, here's what I was going to say. Babyface, do you have any videos on this? Uh, no, I, I haven't done, you know, it's funny. I haven't, I haven't actually built a Polymer 80 on video. Um, the last Polymer 80 I built was before I started my YouTube channel. So I need to do one at some point. If anybody wants to send me one, I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and do it for you. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, I know. So if, so if anyone wants to do this, I think that tactical toolbox has some really good videos. Uh, yeah. Uh, from what I hear, he's the guy to go watch on, um, yeah. Uh, what's, uh, full thirty, not full thirty. What's the other one? Uh, gun streamer. 
Gunstreamer. He's on Gunstreamer. Yeah, yeah. Um, check out Tactical Toolbox. Uh, you know, he probably uh, probably the, the best person out there doing those videos, I would say. Until Babyface P jumps in there, of course. Uh, yeah, I need to. Uh, I need to. Yeah. And Flying Rich is trying to say that he's uh, posting the GoFundMe link there, but I don't believe it. I believe that might be Flying Rich's GoFundMe link, which <laughs> I'm not, I refuse. I refuse to be tricked. Oh, Lola's putting it up. I will put the Lola one up there, Rich. You are not getting over on me, sir. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not going for that. Um, and then, uh, actually, here, let me see. I think there's a, a link here. I'll go back to my phone for a second. Isabella Hammer and Family Organized by Jennifer Lopez. Is that the Jennifer Lopez? Okay, so here you go. So this is the GoFundMe. Uh, Chris and Jessica Hammer's family has been hit with really terrible news, and it's at a time like this. They need help and prayers more than ever. Their oldest daughter, Isabella, is being diagnosed with a brain tumor, DIPG, at the young age of nine, and the whole family is overwhelmed with worry, incredibly floored and completely devastated. We are reaching out to anyone who could help. Uh, they're going to be uh, traveling a lot for appointments and treatments. Etc. So uh, if you guys want to go check that out, John has a uh, link to that. And um, I believe that's his niece. So hmm. there you go. Rich, don't try that again. <laughs> <laughs> Which he's going to absolutely try that again. All right. So, so many things to get in here. Mike, we haven't seen you in a while. Is there something that um, that you wanted to talk about? You have anything particular on, on your Yes, mind? actually, I do. Um, okay. I'm doing a giveaway tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on Facebook and Instagram. So if you head on over to the M-W Tactical Facebook page or the Munitions Weapons Tactical Instagram page, you can see the video I put together whereas I'm showing the prizes that we're giving out. All you got to do is like, follow, subscribe, M-W Tactical on Facebook and Instagram, tag two people, and it could be on Facebook and Instagram. So the more you do it, the more chances you have to win. And also go to at CSRA Shooters on Instagram and do the same thing there. Like, follow, subscribe, and tag two people. And then we're going to randomize the names. So we're going to take everybody's name, the two names that you tag, and the person who submitted the name. And we're going to put it in a randomizer and... However we're going to do it, I don't know if we're going to do it three times or five times, but however many times we're going to do it, and then we're just going to pick the names out, and then you have a winner, and then oh. you get the prizes. So cool. we're giving out two gift certificates for Red Hill Tactical, um, a box of 9mm ammo from Outdoor Dynamics that is signed by Keita Bussey, who is a movement coach with competition shooting. We're giving out um, a Blade Tech pouch magazine pouch that fits uh, glock 43 and then a pair of hunter hd gold glasses nice okay, okay. yes so one winner or multiple winners on that multiple winners so okay. we don't want one person to walk away with three prizes <laughs> okay know? okay cool um let's see so we got some messages here by the way i see special k is out there shout out to special k i haven't seen him in a while uh let's see here and vanessa kitty says good to see you here mw yeah and, buddy uh and then you're obviously sweet talking all these chicks kathleen music lover says a date with mike question mark 
so like I'm guessing she wants to know if that's going to be a prize or something. Mm, not right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's cold hearted. That's just <laughs> no. That's in, in a derogatory way. Um, kind of busy. I'm dating now, so Ooh. you know how that goes. Oh, oh, this is a good thing to talk about. Yeah, who are you dating here? So um, you can also link up with me later on, and we can actually talk about an M-W tactical uh, I, mug as well. Did you just miss my question that I asked uh, just now? Or uh, hey, who are you saying about the hat again? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we need to get this uh, young lady on the, on the show or something oh, like God, that. God, no, don't bring her around. <laughs> Keep her away for her own well, sanity. The whole thing is, you know, like I try to separate my life, my personal life with my um, professional life, mm-hmm. so... It's just certain things I won't talk about. So. Oh, but that wasn't in the list. That wasn't in the list. Dating was not in the list, man. So, mm. <laughs> and then also you tell us we're not going to talk about stuff. <laughs> then that's what we want to talk about. <laughs> that's kind of how that works. <laughs> so, um, okay. All right, cool. Uh, what about you, baby face? Uh, what's going on with I'm you? I'm married. I, I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I got married back in October, Hank. I'm not. I'm not looking for any dates. I right think now. Marley would allow you to go out on a date for a charity. Marley, can purpose. I be sold? Can I be sold as a hooker for a weekend? <laughs> I like your phrasing She's, of this. She says no to that. Sorry. Oh, I don't think she said no. I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually hear her say no. That doesn't sound like Marley. <laughs> it doesn't count if you didn't hear it. <laughs> in my mind, Marley would say, "Oh, sure, yeah." <laughs> oh, okay, so as long as as long as you can can hear that in your own head, we're all good. <laughs> Listen, so, you're buying me dinner first. Whoever's bidding on me, so yeah, oh I'll, I'll go eat for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so uh, nothing much going on with you though, right? You're no, no, no yeah. not, not a lot. Okay, anything on top of the mind? What do you guys uh, out there want to talk about before we get into? Yeah, all that stuff? I, I don't have the chat open. I need to go pull that up real quick. Any guns and or give, and give a thumbs up because I didn't put a thumbs up in there either. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, Smash the thumbs ups go. here. Share this, uh, and we'll yes, get into please, some stuff. Please share. Give a thumbs up, and let's make this a success. Let's try to get <laughs> ninety nine people watching tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Kathleen Music Lover says Gigolo Patrick, not Hooker. <laughs> Why can't he? Be? Why can't he be? Wait, I don't understand. Why can't he be a hooker? <laughs> That's a female. A hooker's a female. Is yeah. Gigolo a male? I didn't know that. Yeah, Gigolo's the male version of the hooker. Well, GF.me's. What? Oh, GoFundMe. Baby Ho P. That just sounds like something R. Kelly would be Baby Ho P. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But no, very little going on here. Uh, uh, I don't think there's much going on. I, I picked up a new, let's see, I, I picked up a new yeah. sling for my M1 carbine back there. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, I can't touch it. I can point mm. at it. I can't touch it. Yes. But I, I yes. picked up, it was... Because we follow 20, the rules. 20 bucks, I think, on eBay, and it's a Vietnam-era sling and oiler for my carbine. Oh, nice. And okay. now, I can, now I can go hunt some Nazis. Yeah, and Lola's putting up with that link there, and she says donate $10 or more and get a patch. Uh, what patch is that, Lola? <laughs> the whole bag of them that she's got sitting out there? Yeah, is that a Hank Strange patch? <laughs> just just make sure it's no. not the two oh, patches no, that I'm supposed to get for the hat. This, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you can't give away those. You want to elaborate on that, Lola. <laughs> yeah, and Steve Dave says, it ain't even Friday show yet. Laugh out loud. I know, I know. Yeah. 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 Tell yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm totally in check. I'm doing good. I'm behaving myself. Okay, Lola says she's sending the patch that she's talking about. Okay, no, so here's the patch. I'll throw this up. It's no quarter for tyrants. Listen, we could throw a patch in there. We could throw a patch in there for people that, uh, that. So we'll just let John figure it out. How about that? We'll let John figure it out and we could send some patches to him. We could do that. We could, you know. I don't mind throwing in one of, one of each of the Hank Strange patches, and I'll just send them off to John, and he'll he'll do his thing. So one of like same thing, I'll throw in a patch there for someone that helps out with that. Um, speaking of John, like, do you guys remember that um, that uh, okay, John Crump saying check your text. Okay, so check them text, Hank. Yeah, check the text. So do you remember that the so this and John? Let me know if I get this wrong here. Uh, so he just gave me two bucks to say, check your text. Okay. Let me see my text now. Uh, yes. Okay. That's the same thing I just said from Lola, but thank you. <laughs> so, um, do you guys remember that John was involved in a, in a, in a lawsuit in, uh, in Virginia based on, uh, Trump was? Yeah, because, uh, you know, the, in, in Virginia, they were trying to stop people from going to the range during this whole COVID-19 thing. I believe oh, this no, is, I didn't know that. Yeah, I believe this is what it was about. So um, I think they were suing Ralph Northam, right? Just let mm -hmm. me know if I get this wrong, John, obviously, because there's a whole bunch of different things going on. So basically, the judge didn't like uh, cited against him in this thing, right? And he said, he said that people don't need access. One of the things that he said is people don't need access to the ranges when they could look at stuff on the internet, like YouTube. <laughs> what? So they don't need to go train. Does he not know that YouTube doesn't allow us to talk about that? Uh, I guess not. That's so, almost like saying playing Call of Duty. Yeah, with, uh, yeah, I play video training, games, yeah. so I'm basically yeah. an operator, a tier one operator. Yeah, John says yes. This is what. So this is really <sighs> batshit crazy. That is batshit crazy. Yeah, wow. that's like saying, look at these YouTube videos. Now you know how to drive a car. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'd say yeah. You're right. You know, <laughs> don't apply um, anything. Just read it and look at it. <laughs> Have a nice yeah, day. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. so, so what uh, was John's part in that court case? Well, I'm I, I'm not sure if he was doing it personally or through GOA. Um, mm. But anyway, there's a whole PDF here which I have to read through. But uh, this is this not going to happen right now at this moment. But there is a whole there the there is a whole PDF here with the with the opinion. Um, let me see if I could pull out some specific things from it. But anyway, it goes over it. Basically, what they they, they cited against them, against the, the folks. It wasn't just John. I think it was some other people. And they cited against them who were saying that this is uh, unconstitutional for them to deny access to the ranges. And then they said they don't need that because they can look at stuff on the Internet. <laughs> you can look it up online. No, you're good to go. Yeah. Uh um, You're basically trained by just looking online. When we're and then we're also at the same time being uh, attacked on the internet for posting anything for that matter. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What do you think about? You're a trainer. Well, both of you guys do some kind of like uh, firearms uh, education stuff. What do you What do you think about it? I, I, well, first of all, I think that's the wrong thing to direct people 
to go to YouTube and <laughs> watch a video yeah. that you're trained because you need to get the practical application regardless, even if you watch the video or, or even if somebody describes it to you. So hands-on is always the better yeah. educational tool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's just crazy to me. Hopefully, I think that hopefully they'll appeal this and, uh, you know, <laughs> we'll get a better result uh, than that from this. Uh, the whole thing, Northam, man, that whole situation with Northam is crazy, um, in my in my opinion. Uh, and I'm sure Northam, I was actually looking this up today, right? This um, In regards to Northam and, uh, you know... I was wondering what he thinks and what he said about this, like the rioting and looting and all that kind of stuff going on lately, right? Mm -hmm. And how he feels about it. Because uh, you guys have seen that there's been people that have, uh, like lately, there's been a lot of people losing their jobs for doing stuff like we know that Northam already did. Cancel culture, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, you, um, do, something, you do something that you think is funny that somebody else doesn't and they try to get you... <laughs> yeah. Try to get you put away. Yeah. So one of the things in that is that, like, I saw the um, the Liberty University president apologizes for tweet that included Governor Northam's blackface picture. So maybe he shouldn't have done blackface. <laughs> yeah, but me. that's considered racist because I guess he put this picture of Northam in blackface in uh, a tweet that he put out there. Which on its own is interesting that he, he gets in trouble for something else someone else did, even though the guy who did that didn't actually get in trouble for it. And he's a governor right now trying to disarm people, you know. Um, and, and, I, and I looked up to see if Northam made a statement about all this stuff going on, which he did, right? Mm -hmm. He's made a statement about all of this. Let me see. Uh, here, here goes his statement. Well, I'll just read a part of it of Northam's statement. It says, uh, this has been such a sad and emotional week with too many violent and blatant reminders of how far our country is from genuine equity and fair treatment. Says George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and many others have been wrongfully killed simply for being black. People all, all over our community are hurting, angry, and rightly so. I think I agree with him on that. Um, the fear that is so common in the hearts and lives of many is real. Will someone I love be next? No one should have to carry that type of burden, but for the African, for the African American community and communities of color, this is a reality. The COVID-19 pandemic has exacerbated the weight of this struggle, highlighting long-standing uh, uh, systemic inequities in America. That's Northam. All right, let's um, take COVID. Let's take COVID out of there. Yeah, I mean, nothing really changed from <laughs> 1950 to now. So. Right, but this is Northam, who himself uh, several several times was in blackface. All right, <laughs> well, which I'm, I'm throwing up right now. How come so, this guy hasn't resigned? And then on top of that, I'll, I'm sorry, Mike. Let me just get this. Uh, let me get this particular thought out of my head here. How come this guy? We need, we need this guy to resign. And right now, this is a guy in the state of Virginia trying to put in more gun control, which is going to put people in jail, including a lot of black people. People, you got you got to think about this. The same guy who doesn't want you to even go train. <laughs> The same guy that we just mentioned that a judge over there, a liberal judge, is saying, you don't need to train. You could just look at look at YouTube. <laughs> Seriously. Go ahead. Well, I'm sorry. 
Yeah, so my thought process on that is people will do and say insensitive things because, for one thing, they never had to live on the other side of the fence. Mm -hmm. So the things that a lot of people are suffering from, they never had to been, they didn't have to worry about that. Their parents didn't have to talk to them like my parents had to talk to me growing up. Those conversations were different, you know, but at the same time, equality is equality. So I don't want to hear people sit there and say, oh, even though I said this, I apologize. Okay, now let's make action in the words, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so the apologies use, don't really mean that much to you. I don't say. mean nothing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. use your platform and mm-hmm. start changing laws. Start holding people accountable. So that's mm-hmm. when real change is going to happen. So Yeah, yeah. Um, Brian Quick is asking, he says nothing has really changed. He's quoting you, and he says, really, question mark. Um, do you want to respond to that? Yeah, I mean, he's hit it on the head. So even when you sit there and you look at it, and this was a conversation I had with a politician um, just yesterday because we was out voting and everything. Mm -hmm. But when you sit there and you look at it, why are we still having the same conversations that were taking place back in 1950 with the civil rights movement? Okay. But I think what, I think what Brian Quick is trying to say that some things have changed. Everything's not exactly the same as it was in the fifties and sixties or before that. Or as yeah, it was some, in slavery. Yeah, some some things have changed, but mm-hmm. when you look at it overall, the suppression of the law on groups of people is still the same. Mm-hmm. The outcome is still going to be the same. So when you look at me, are you looking at me for profit in the prison complex or mm-hmm. you know, because life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness doesn't apply to everybody? Um, yeah. Now I think that there's a couple of different things, right, that we're dealing with. There's people out there that no matter what, we're not going to be able to change those people, right? And, the, and the, their minds and the way they think about things. So now mm-hmm. there's institutions. So technically, in the eyes of the law, we should all be equal. We've seen right. in many cases, a lot of us are not equal, not just in race. There's lots of different things where this group or that group is not equal in the eyes of the law. We see that right. kind of stuff. But technically legally in america you can't do the things you were able to do in the 50s and 60s and then also at the same time i think a lot there's a lot there's a lot of people that have moved on from that like maybe back then no one would you know lots of people didn't have friends of different races or you know or or there's things that 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 were common in culture back then that are not common today i would say that we that we definitely have some institutions that have a problem, people inside of institutions, people that have power. I mean, even as, as gun guys, we all universally complain that the police departments have too much power. And a yeah. lot of politicians out there want them to have this power. Ironically, the same ones who want to disarm us. I mean, how's That's- Northam planning on disarming people in, in Virginia? Through the laws, the court system? Yeah, but who's actually going to do it? I'm assuming it's going to be cops, right? There would have to be boots to be. on the ground. Is it has to be. Yeah. 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 So I think that things, I think a lot of things have changed and everyone's not the same. I mean, even we got a lot of the old racist Ku Klux Klan people dying out. But mm-hmm. then at the same time, we still have some people that are messed up. And that's yeah. not just, that's not just like white people. That's lots of different people. No, no, no. I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying yeah. it more along the lines of... Um, Transparency is what it should be. Equality is what mm-hmm. it should. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, 
um, just like I had a conversation the other day mm-hmm. and they was talking about um, the death of George Floyd mm-hmm. and the whole conversation that how I got pulled into it was, well, what did he do for, you know, the community? What did who and do for the community? George, George Floyd. Okay. For the community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how the conversation started right there. So, but okay, it's, it's not, it shouldn't be looked at as like how people are trying to make it um, a racial divide. It should be looked at as how can we get to the solution of where we need to be? Where for sure. The quality. Yeah, for sure. I think there's lots of failures in this George Floyd situation, particularly, and we're still finding out stuff. I was reading somewhere today in the news that um, these guys, well, we all know that they work together, right? But apparently they had some conflicts. Um, Apparently that police officer for two, 20 years, two decades, he was paid by this club that they both worked for. He was paid when he was off duty to sit in his his patrol car and and like help that club deal with patrons and stuff like that that were getting out of hand. And and there's people saying that he treated people, those those people really bad. And there were complaints. And George Floyd was, you know, they had like words with each other because George Floyd was telling him, hey, you can't treat people like that. So there's obviously something going on here, and I think maybe that's why they escalated the charges from third degree to second degree, right? Because maybe they, they have some evidence that they feel that they could show this guy deliberately abused his power to go after this guy because they had a personal vendetta. Now, to me, that doesn't mean that the guy wasn't racist, but obviously he was someone misusing his power. And at the same time, we could see the other people, the other cops that were there, they didn't do what they were supposed to do, which they were supposed to de-escalate that situation when, especially when they hear this guy saying, hey, I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why all this stuff is going on. Um, so, yeah, that's a bad situation all the way around. And we have to really look at what happened and how everything got there and deal with that situation. Otherwise, all this stuff that's happening is just like for show. You know, people burning down cities and destroying everything is just a game. Everything that's happening is for show, though. That I don't think anything's going to be really um, done. I think the show is coming from the lawmakers now, because if people are asking for change, how is it quick for people to say, please reform, but yet we're still not talking about change for the decency of life? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's just... It's a, it's a conversation that the lawmakers really need to sit down and figure out what has to take place. But then again, we the people, mm-hmm. it's time to exercise that vote and drain that swamp. But needless to say, if you drain the swamp and it refills, we might back be where we're at now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to refill. That's yeah. the problem. Uh, Crump gave us two bucks here. He says, uh, Hank and I did a video on this topic. I know uh, Crump put that up. I think he there was a the he was asking me the question. This was on his podcast. What I think should happen to those other police officers with the one that's being charged for murder, which of course I said they should at least be flogged in the streets. You know, yeah. So we, we, there actually has to be some kind of repercussions for for something like this that's so obviously egregious. Um, now, so, my question was mm-hmm. always this: not to cut you off, mm-hmm. but. My question is this. So say like if you was a police officer mm-hmm. and he did get convicted, 
um, and let's just say they said, okay, you got to do 25 years in prison. Mm-hmm. They're not going to send him to a regular prison. He, he's going to have to be separated. Yeah, he has to for sure. Yeah, because he's not going to make it three days once he gets in there. Or am I looking at that wrong? No, I think you're right. Um, probably, probably. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if there's a special prison for ex-police officers, but uh, it's definitely... He's going to have sure to be in segregated be isolation yeah. or whatever it's called. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't know that I'm... I don't know whether or not that's good or bad or whether or not I feel empathy for him on that. The cops get yeah. what they get. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, th- I think we all see that there's cops abusing their power. There's certain things like the whole shutdown thing that's going on. My opinion of it is if people are calling for the shutdown, then let's call their bluff. Because I think what they're trying to do is deflect. One of the things you're talking about politicians, I think mm-hmm. a lot of the liberals out there, Democrats specifically or especially, that are calling you know, to defund the police department, it's a game. They're playing a game of chicken. They're hoping mm-hmm. everyone in America goes, no, 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 don't do that. And then nothing gets done. So I say, let's actually do that and see how that mm-hmm. works. It, it, well, in the today, I can say a lot has, it, to me at least, it feels like a lot has been brought back where people are saying, mm-hmm. no, we can't do that. Where mm-hmm. for a while, the left, nah, I don't want to just specify the left. A lot of people were mm-hmm. saying, yeah, defund the police. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are coming out now and saying, no, we really can't do that. That's not a good idea. Yeah. But so I think there's things, there's things we can all agree on. This no-knock raid that killed yeah, like bullshit. Breonna Taylor. That is some bullshit because I and know that. having thought about that, mm-hmm. I know I would be – if I had a no-knock raid, they accidentally picked up my house, I'd be dead. At 2 o'clock in the morning? I'm the defendant thinking that somebody's breaking in my house. Absolutely. Yeah. So So I think we should definitely get rid of that. What I don't like is trying to put that on some – like inside of other bills where you're trying to sneak stuff in there. No, I don't Mm – no, I'm not approving of that. Right? Mm -hmm. I think this double-handed like we're going to take guns away from the people of America and at the same time we're going to take away police – that's all nonsense. Right? They have to allow us to defend ourselves. The, the talk to make it sound good is just mm-hmm. enough to say, well, this is what we're going to try to kind of calm people down. But mm-hmm. think in reality, it's not going to happen. Uh, defunding mm-hmm. the police is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. They might cut the budget a little bit, but that's about it. What, you know? yeah. But what does that ultimately achieve, to be honest? Even just cutting the budget, like well, so think, cops get paid less than. Well, I are, think when know. they keep saying defund the police force, it's more along the lines of, of cutting the gear. Yeah, the gear that they're getting, like the um, the up armored vehicles, um, the tear gas, all that stuff. And they're like, why do you need that if you're supposed to be policing the community? I right? would probably agree with that. Why do yeah, they need MRAPs? I, I know why I need an MRAP, but what do I they know need? Why I, want one. <laughs> yeah, I, want say, one. I know why I want an MRAP. Yeah. <laughs> but let's look at this. Like, okay, to, to make your point, Mike. In L.A., right, where they were saying they wanted to pull $150 million worth of funding, do you know what the police, what the budget there is for, for police departments in L.A.? I haven't. No. I, I didn't have, it's $1.8 billion. Billion or million? Billion with a How? B. <laughs> and wait, so this obviously, is they got a large police force because I remember when I was in the Army, um, there was – the Los Angeles Police Department came to Fort Stewart mm-hmm. um, doing that part where, like, they have all the businesses come there and you can apply for the jobs and everything. And they was giving you incentives. Like, if you come out there, they'll pay for your college. And then the higher up in rank you get, you get a little bit more pay. And then, of mm-hmm. course, when you get to detect, they made it sound good and everything. Hell, yeah. 
you know, but my thing was like, nah, I would rather go back to a community that I'm familiar with to work. And I want to go to a different community because when I think of cops in L.A., the first thing that comes across my mind is um, gangs. And I'm not too familiar with the gang mm-hmm. culture because I didn't grow up around it. So yeah. that's a yeah. learning lesson. Like OJT. Yeah. That I, I only saw boys in the hood. That's all I know about that. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I know the outer limits of it, but I don't know the intertwinings to, to weave my way through it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's but, funny like, that back then, like back in the 90s or was that early late 80s, early 90s, things like Boys in the Hood or what was happening in L.A. was not, well, not just in L.A., it was in other places. But today, New York City, like I grew up in New York City at that time, there were gangs, of course, right? But it was nothing like that. Now today, all those gangs are in New York City as well, you know, yeah. and others. So uh, it's it's interesting how things change very quickly. Um, someone, I saw someone talking about how... Um, uh, cops and live PD may, I think cops already got canceled and live yeah. PD may get canceled. What do you guys think about that? I heard Excuse about me. cops being canceled, but, um, yeah. or coming to the end of, you know, airing. Um, I haven't heard anything about live PD. I like live PD. It's awesome. Watching the crackheads in, uh, in <laughs> that, what's that Pasco County or whatever here in Florida. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So here's the, here's the headline. It says, uh, Cops canceled by Paramount Network, Live PD return evaluated by A and E. Because right now, all these people all of a sudden found Jesus, and, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. They're all repenting. Remember, remember after it's the same thing after 2013 when uh, all those gun shows that were on Discovery and uh, and mm-hmm. National Geographic, everything got canceled. Mm-hmm. It's the same shit that's happening. Yeah, it says cops six year run on Paramount Network and its predecessor has come to an end. Pulled last week in the aftermath of George Floyd's death, the series will not be coming back. Uh, cops is not on the Paramount Network, and we don't have any current or future plans for it uh, to return. A Paramount Network spokes- spokesperson said in a statement to Deadline, and it goes on about that. Um, and A and E on June fifth pulled last weekend's episodes. Of its hit docuseries Live PD, amid continued nationwide protests over Floyd's death, the network still is evaluating the right time to bring it back. That, that doesn't make any sense. It, uh, that's like when that's like when people demanded that cops get body cams, and then when they found out that the body cams weren't giving them the story they were looking for, they're like, "Well, body cams are a problem." It's like Live PD; those are literally the best cops that those departments have to offer. It's showing like the good cops it's they're not going to put the worst cop on there i think i I think they feel like so right now there's all of a sudden a rediscovery of of sensitivity like i noticed uh amazon and uh itunes like apple itunes all these places they're putting a whole bunch of black movies up on the top all of a sudden hbo go uh i logged into hbo go today to watch something and Mm -hmm. it was the same thing it was and i find that i'm a black person i'm a black man I find that freaking disingenuous. It, it's yeah. absolutely is. It's the same. And I said this on Monday. It's the same as when uh, Nike comes out with a with a gay pride thing during gay pride month. They don't give a shit about you. They just want you to buy their product. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't say this about Live PD also is when you look at the show and then look at the interaction from when somebody does something to how they handle the situation, I can actually say um, – Around here, a lot of the cops, because they got a live PD unit here in Columbia, South Carolina. 
Oh, they and, do. Um, oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, the, a lot of the cops around here give a lot of people breaks. So, like, say, like, if they catch you speeding, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you're doing 60 and a 45, they'll tell you, like, okay, we're going to bust the ticket down to, yeah. like, Because they got eyes on them, like Patrick is saying, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 As know. soon as that camera come on, they have to do it by the book. Yeah. <laughs> somebody's going to use that in court if they don't. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Right. Oh, so you're saying now they don't give the breaks? Yeah. Once that camera, live PD camera, you're not catching oh. a break. If that that's, no, that's, that's absolutely. <laughs> I, I've noticed that as well. There are times where you watch the cop and you're like, that dude totally would have just given off a warning. Yes. But it's like, oh, the camera's going. Can't do that gotta, now. Got to do it by the book. Supervisor might be looking. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I feel like a lot of a lot of these places, like a lot of these places, a lot of people all of a sudden got real sensitive and here's my problem with that if it's fake I, I i have no i have no space for it in my heart or my mind or anything like that i want real stuff you know mm-hmm. we really have to like deal with things and move forward and but the real is tough because the real is not a one-way street like so for example us as black people we can't be like oh everybody's racist against us but we're not racist against anybody Hell yeah. We can't we can't act like that. That's not how we're fixing stuff. (laughs) If we don't realize if we don't realize the things that we do, that's 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 wrong and destructive or take personal responsibility for like um, our families and raising our kids and all that kind of stuff, then that's not going to fix anything either. We can't just like say, hey, this is all racism. Everything that's happening is racism. And I have no personal responsibility. Even if you had a tough life, like my father was literally born an orphan. He had a mother and a father. His mother was married to some to someone else. His father was married to someone else. So when he, so when he was born, his mother took him and gave him immediately to her sister and and her sister's family raised him basically as their servant. It's a lot like what you see in Harry Potter. So so you know, for you could use that and be a negative bad person and I think my dad had lots of problems for that, but he took the personal responsibility of having a family and 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 trying to be there and raise his children and all that and it wasn't perfect. So then then it becomes my, you know, I have to take on that mantle when I have kids and try to do better. And then my kids have to take that on and try to do better. This this is part of the equation that if we ignore it and act like it doesn't exist and everything is just because of racism or whatever, then we don't fix things and we also don't accept like what we do and what we do to other people and how we treat other people. Well, you know, money is going to always be the outcome of everything. So True. back when Martin Luther King was doing the civil rights movement, um, where they did it in Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, they shut down the bus um, system and they had mm-hmm. to file for bankruptcy. A mm-hmm. lot of companies don't want that same thing to happen now versus the employees walking out because they're being insensitive if they decide to mm-hmm. strike. Mm-hmm. So what's going to hurt the bottom line? So the companies need to go on board and you know do and say certain things. Just like the NFL just came out, what, a couple days ago, and they stated mm-hmm. that um, they were, they overlooked the inequalities that they should have paid attention to, mm-hmm. you know, back when it happened from the players. And right. Everything. So now, so, but see, I feel the same, and I'm not into sports. I know you guys are probably more into sports than me. 
I'm into hockey. Sp- that's it. So uh, the only oh. sport I'm into is competition shooting. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Exactly. <laughs> but doesn't it? So, like, here's my thing with what happened with the NFL. So now all of a sudden, the NFL is all good with people kneeling during the anthem and everything, right? And I think people have the right to do whatever they want. But I also have the right to feel like, why? What did what did America like? What did the anthem? What did the 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 dream of America, right? What did that do? specifically to these people because it's not that it's people who are doing things and in some cases sure it's institutions that are doing things so if you get up there like if i'm an immigrant and i came here my family gave up everything to be in america and you're like when when it's when america is in question you're like screw this country i know for a fact i lived i lived in other places i lived in countries run by black people just like me i don't really think you want to live there so, so I, I'm a little, I'm offended by that. Although I can, I can understand some of the things they're coming from. How does it really fix it now for the NFL to go? Oh, we were wrong. We're gonna let you do that. That doesn't really actually fix anything. No, nope, no, nope, doesn't fix anything. But once again, when you hear like certain things being stated, um, it's putting a bandaid over it. That's mm-hmm. the best way I can describe it. Just like, for instance, um. Oh, Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he might retire now after what he yeah. did and said. I mean, I don't know. So but. what? Yeah, I know there was something that there people were mad at Drew Brees. Why were they mad at Drew Brees? If you understand it, because I don't think I understand it. I know that people are mad at him because something. So he made the comment about the whole talking about the kneeling. So mm-hmm. that was directed towards Kaepernick, mm-hmm. but then he turned it around and stated that. His two grandfathers fought in a war, um, mm-hmm. came back, and you know they, they put their life online for the country, this, that, mm-hmm. or another. But when he made that comment, he overlooked the possibility of, like, what about my family members, my grandfather who mm-hmm. went to war, came back, and he's not getting the equality that he should have got for defending this country. You know what I'm saying? So that's what got a lot of people upset, you know, because right. he, he was being insensitive towards, you know, a certain group of people comparing mm. it to what his, what his life is. Right. I think Lola's writing here on the on the thing like. Yeah. So she says what the NFL players want is a voice on the board, not a Band-Aid. Exactly. Right. Um, mm. So Listen, I think sometimes we have to separate a couple of things. So I'm just going to tell you this again. I remember the old, the one of the oldest pictures of me. I'm trying to find it. I actually don't have this picture, but I remember it. Um, it somehow got lost by my family. But when I was born as a little baby, my godfather was actually in America. He came back to Guyana to see me. This was a guy who he, the way he got into America was um, going into the going into the army. Okay, and he served in Vietnam. He got a he got a Purple Heart there. One of the things, he was a little guy, so what they would do is they would put him in all those tunnels that these guys were digging. The, the, the ratters or whatever they're yes, called? Yeah. yeah, he would do this, and he would go in there with a knife and fight for his life with those they guys. They were badasses. Those guys were fucking badasses. Yeah, so... Holy shit. I could just tell you something. My, my godfather was one of the nicest people I ever met in my life, but that messed him up. It, yeah. it, it messed him up to do that. And when I found him here in America, once I grew up and we were living here in America, he was really messed up, man. It, you know, but still, you know why he did all of that? To get here to America. 
Because even though the place that he was born and I was born, it's a freaking paradise. You could look mm-hmm. it up. Okay, Guyana has the most waterfalls. It's got the freaking Amazon and all that awesomeness. But he went, this guy who was so nice and sweet, went into the army and served in Vietnam to be here in America. Does that make America perfect? Absolutely not. But we need to somehow separate that. We can't just take that and like flush it and and act like it doesn't exist because there's somewhere else some magical thing that exists. Like, where, where do we want to go? I lived in Nigeria. That's no fun. There's people, there's black people in Nigeria killing black people. Where is the, here, I could throw this up for you right now. Uh, 81 killed in bloody Boko Haram attack in Nigerian village. That's Nigerians killing Nigerians. Black people killing black people. Africans killing Africans. Okay, it's not it's not necessarily a better place. So so for sure, there's problems. We need to fix it. That's the beauty of America, that we could fix it. We can work on it. But some people and and like I said, man, I think people have the right to kneel, do whatever they want to do. And then some people have the right to be offended by that, because that to me is not necessarily a fix. Like, I want to see those guys go out there every day and actually do something about it. If you're an NFL player. You know, I want to see you do something about what's happening. Do something real about what's happening. Get out there and actually work on this and try to fix this problem instead of just making, just doing political stuff that doesn't there, really amount to much. There are there are some that are philanthropic and do help their communities. I, I don't remember the guy's name, but the only one, the one that comes to mind right now is uh, one of the NFL players that goes every Christmas and spends like, couple hundred thousand dollars and like takes all of like the underprivileged kids to get like christmas presents and toys and like so there are those that do it Mm -hmm. but there are a lot that don't as well yeah i mean it's a i I don't know it's a it's definitely a tough thing and i think like i get why everyone has their thing mike i'll ask you this man you you served in the military right (laughs) you got wounded yeah serving how do you how do you feel about it like how do you i know you don't like to talk about this stuff but how do you personally feel about it when you see someone just put it just on america as a whole versus like you know hey we we had this problem we should do something about it but they're like protesting do you feel like when you went and served you you know the 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 flag the anthem means something or how, how do you take this it's a double-edged sword, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So you fighting for the country, yeah, you're fighting for your life, you're fighting to come back, you're fighting for the belief that how we live. So what we say earlier, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, mm-hmm. that's what I'm fighting for, for everybody, not just for myself or a certain group of people, mm-hmm. you know? But when you turn around and you look at it, if I'm fighting for your life, pursuit, and happiness, but yet you're not giving me the same respect, you know, by seeing me in my M-W tactical hat or M-W tactical shirt. But now if you happen to see me in my military uniform, is that going to change the demeanor or how you react towards me? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So Okay, so you're saying that you feel like people only give you that respect when you're in that uniform? Yes, because okay. you got to remember something too that, all right, so... I came from, you know, like the rougher part of Newport News, Virginia, Mm -hmm. right? My dad got custody of me. Now I'm living in middle class 
Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, so the lifestyles are two different lifestyles. The way you dress is totally different between the two, mm-hmm. right? Because of the people and the areas that you have access to, mm-hmm. you know? So if um, because when I was younger, living with my mom, right, she didn't make much money. So she would actually buy my clothes bigger, but I was never saying into pants it. Off, but, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So my pants were always baggy. My clothes mm-hmm. were always baggy. But I was growing at a faster rate. Mm-hmm. But if you was to look at me and now you see me with the baggy clothes, what prejudgment are you giving me? Mm-hmm. Right. But now what if that carried over to my adult years mm-hmm. of being in the military if I didn't go live with my father? You know, so now I'm still wearing baggy clothes. But now you're looking at me and prejudging me on something on a myth. But I'm just relating to life as I know it. Okay. Do you feel like everyone does that to you? Do you feel like it's institutional against you that it's just written into the thing that automatically you're not getting this opportunity? Or do you feel like it's some people or some institutions that are doing that? Um, it's some people, because like we already stated earlier, mm. people are not perfect, but then again, you don't know what you don't know. And mm. like I was telling this lady the other day, a racist doesn't know they're racist. You know what I'm saying? So when mm-hmm. they say something or do something, they don't realize the impact that how it's affecting other people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you, when you actually look at it, mm-hmm. do I actually have the means to get mad if somebody says something I don't agree with that I look at as being, they're not being sensitive to other people? Mm-hmm. Or do I take that opportunity and just try to talk to them to get them to see it through my lens without being angry at them. Mm-hmm. Which one has the stronger impact? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so, and yeah. sometimes this, this is what you have to do. You have to step back and you have to use that platform as an educational platform mm-hmm. to try to open a mind, which later on could open a heart. And then, you know, that little bit of change can go a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think, we, I think we should be sophisticated enough to separate ideals so if there's a bad ideal, I get it. You know what I mean? If, if there's an idea out there, <laughs> there's lots of bad ideas out there. Communism, socialism, <laughs> Nazi philosophy or whatever. There's all a lot of bad ideas. I think America is a good idea. And if you immediately just put, if you just paint a picture of America as a whole, that's kind of like being racist, right? That's kind of like much. saying every black person is a criminal because that guy's got saggy pants or whatever. You know, he's a criminal. I'm not going to trust him because he has dreadlocks or something. That's racist. If you look at America like that and you just go, all my problems have to do with this country and everything that represents it. I don't know. I, this is perspective, right? To me, and I'm not saying you're, you're saying that because I, I don't believe that any of us think that way. But to me, that kind of like pisses me off. Because right. And it's not to say the ideal or the idea is everything, but that's what we need to work for. The fact that we have this place that says everyone should be treated equal under the law. I don't believe everyone's equal. We should all be treated equally under the law. And this, right. this idea gives us all that opportunity to do that versus I've lived in other places in the world, places run by people who look like me and... 
it, that's, that's not the reality at all. That's far from the reality. So it's not perfect, but we have to work on it. If we, if we paint a whole picture of that thing, it seems the same like paint, someone painting a whole picture of me instead of, you know, the individual. When there's, when there's individual problems, we all have to face it. Like one of the things I think when people are mad about what's happening with cops, we've been, as long as we've been doing this, this show, we've been complaining about that. When yeah, I think about it, then again, it's like I said, um, in the communities, you know, people are not standing up or going to the city hall meetings and complaining and taking forth the actions that they're supposed to take in place to make change happen mm -hmm. in their areas. You know, so, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, certain things had to take place for everybody to get woke up. Mm -hmm. But somebody has to sacrifice in order for change to um, take place. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I just think we really have to be careful with the people that are just doing symbols. I mean, this is what we talked about this yesterday. This is the Kente cloth thing that gets to me. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, you obviously weren't here yesterday. I don't know if you have any kind of uh, opinion on that. Um, but here, I'll throw this up. This is the griot. I don't know what the griot is, but this is where I found this particular thing. The griot. Democrats, Democrats mocked for wearing kente cloth at police reform press conference. So here they are taking a knee, wearing the kente cloth. Um, I mean, I, I, I think we were talking about this before we started the show. How is this different from like Trump's, you know, doing a, a, a photo op with the Bible? in front of a church, uh, maybe in some ways, I don't know, maybe in some ways I think this is even more wrong to me personally. How do you, either one of you guys feel about this before I get into it? Honestly, um, I think that's a smack in the face to um, black culture. Mm -hmm. Just looking at that because, like I said earlier beforehand, if you want to represent change and if you want to say, hey, you know, the protesters are correct and we're going to fight for true change. You don't have to do stuff like this, mm -hmm. you know, so that's patronizing in my opinion. But if you want to make change, OK, start putting stuff in place for action to take over. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it has to be it. It, it, uh, it definitely has to be real stuff that you do. But then I think that you also, because this, the whole, like, so for example, the kente cloth thing can get right. very complicated really fast. So this right. is the problem with, like, symbols, because once you start, it's just like right now, one of the ways that people are going to fix what's happening in America, they're going to tear down all these statues. They're going to change the names of all these bases, right? You saw that, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're like, we got to change the names of these military bases, we got to pull down all these statues or whatever. I, th I think there's a lot of people going around now pulling down the Columbus. I don't know. I'm, I don't even really care about Columbus all that much. I don't even really believe he discovered America, but whatever, right? What right. does that do? <laughs> Nothing. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. What does it do? You're putting, you're deflecting all of this onto this thing. And, and, and now you might be creating something there that you didn't really want to get into. I think there's some people who look at this kente cloth as a specific thing. Lola's people, it means something to them, right? She's African. She's actually Ghanaian. That's where this specifically comes from. It stands for wealth or whatever to them. It's something that they wear, you know, at special occasions or whatever. 
Me personally, right. as a uh, descendant of slaves from the Caribbean, I don't like it. I actually do yeah. not like the kente cloth. I think it, it stands for the people who traded their own brothers and sisters into slavery, and this is how they built up a lot of their wealth. That's what it means to me. But none of that matters. Like we're we're deflecting this whole thing onto that instead of actually like, hey, let's deal with this and let's let's write some bills and individualize them. Like no knock raids, nope, no more. Nothing else tied to that bill. <laughs> but that, now, bills don't work like that, and it's yeah. a shame that they don't. Yeah, go ahead. But I was gonna say now, backing up to what you were saying now, like I said, I know nothing about the cloth that um, offends Lola. Mm -hmm. So because of me living in America, I wasn't taught that side of history. Yeah. I know about it. I just don't know in depth about it. Right. To really well, because it. it offends her. She's African, right? So mm -hmm. she's Ghanaian. And this is this is this belongs to her people. And it, this is like supposed to be something that they wear on special occasions, etc. So that's a personal thing for them, which I understand. I'm not knocking it or anything. Whenever her and I have that conversation, I'm like, all that reminds me of is your people sold my people, which we're all relatives. Right. They, so they sold their brothers and sisters into slavery. That's what it stands for for me. And the point right. that I'm trying to make about it, and I could show you guys that if you want to, or you could look it up and see what I'm talking about. I don't know if it's necessary, but this is how things get interpreted. How is that different from the rebel flag? Exactly. To, to some people, the rebel flag is, is just stands for, hey, I'm from the country, you know, I'm a rebel or whatever. For some people, hey, it might stand for something racist or whatever. Why are we fighting about it, though? Same, well, same I mean, thing with a statue. Like, what does it mean? Do you care? That, like, we're, I'm not saying like it doesn't matter where the name of the base comes from, but you served. Does it really matter where the name of that base from? Did you ever even go look up? What base were yeah. you on? You looked it up? Yeah, all okay. of all military bases are named after um, off, uh, names from the Confederate Army. Okay. So now, if you sit there and you think about it, if you go to Fort Jackson, mm. you know, and then you start doing the research on Fort Jackson, are you keeping that history alive on why that is? I mean, like I said, I get it. Yeah. But to did me, it offend, like right did now, it offend I'm, you when you were serving? Did you go like I'm not gonna? You know, it hurts my feelings right. to have to be on no. this base that has something to do. No, because I didn't I didn't know about that until mm -hmm. what 17 years in my military career. Okay. And it was just so I was on staff duty and I got bored and I was like, well, let me look up the history of Fort Jackson. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I figured out after reading that, you know, it was on the Confederate side of the army. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, OK, well, I mean, it's not stopping my paycheck or anything okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it ain't like you can really do anything about it right now. Yeah. But but like I said, I do understand why people are doing it because what it comes down to in a sense of speaking is that, okay, the lawmakers, we want to show that we're past this. So let's kind of put the past in a museum, but let's move forward as a people. I okay. mean, it's, it's a start in a sense. Yeah. You know? So if you take the name off of that thing, what name do you put on it? Somebody from do we, what the, other, the, the other army side who won. <laughs> <laughs> or the military side who won. I mean, <laughs> I mean, should name it Michael Woodland. I don't know. <laughs> you know, maybe we just leave it 
And when well, and, and, sure. and, and when like how you got curious and you looked it up, you were like, oh, this was named after this. This is the history of that. It takes you down a path and you learn something and it is what it is. I'm not saying if we want to name new things after people, whoever we think are today's heroes or whatever the, the, the purpose is. Like, I just don't know ultimately what that does, except open something like another issue for us all to fight about. Like Lola and I, we fight about that. See the the kente cloth? She's like, oh yeah, that's the kente cloth. I'm like, yeah, that reminds me of how your people sold my people. She gets mad. <laughs> we are husband and wife. We have children, right? So how, Perspective. How many times she throw you on the couch for that? Uh, no, never, <laughs> never actually. I've been I've been like this when I be like when I met her and I was dating her. If anyone thinks I just recently got like this. I was like this living in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> so how many times did Lola pulled her hair out <laughs> dealing with that conversation? <laughs> I'm not going to speak on that. <laughs> I'm not going to speak on that. But, but, you know, this is what I'm saying. Like, we're, like, how useless is that, right? Right. How useless of a conversation is that? Because what does it really matter at the end of the day? It's history. That's really what it is. It might be an unfortunate or a sad history. Does that mean I would say to her, hey, you can't wear, I guarantee you she's got something, she's got some kente cloth somewhere or whatever. You know what I mean? Away from you. She's been hiding it. That's like, that's, I married a Jew. I'm always Jewish. I married a Jew and I have like a secret swastika hidden somewhere in my, in my, in my closet that she just doesn't know about. Yeah. But it's just a thing that's open for interpretation versus like, Let's actually figure out how to move forward and deal with these things and and deal with stuff like we can all agree on. I'm pretty sure we can all agree. No more no knock raids. I'm pretty sure we can all agree. We've been saying it for a long time. Like, why is the why are they all these super tactical police departments? Why is the post office have a super tactical? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. The post office. Oh, the post office does, doesn't it? They do. The post office bought like a mess load of ammo. I've uh, I've yeah. met some of these guys, and then I'm not trying to knock anyone in those departments. There, there's a lot of these guys. I meet them. They're cool, and they're telling me, "Yeah, I'm on the tactical thing for the police the for the squad. post office." Yeah. I'm like, "What, dude?" Well, there's, a, there's a little problem. We uh, we come rolling in with the Bearcat. Yeah, <laughs> bail's been late, buddy. Get the Bearcat out. You know, maybe we shouldn't have maybe all these things shouldn't exist. Right. Or we should we right. should say, hey, we got to limit these things, limit these powers. These the, the, no knock raids is ridiculous. Right. At the same time that you're creating red flag laws where cops are going to go take guns from people. The same people who want to create those laws are saying to us, um, we, yeah, we'll get rid of the cops. You don't need what, what are you what's what's happening exactly? <laughs> My favorite still, and we talked about this on Monday night, is the girl uh, getting chased by the dude with a chainsaw outside his store, and then mm-hmm. she just starts yelling, "Call the police! We call nine one!" Like, uh, what are you here for, dude? Uh, I can't. I, I didn't quite hear that. Yeah, this is it's it's like weird stuff that I think escapes logic. Like, what the, my point is? There's certain things that we could argue about forever. Because it's perspective and you would be right and I would be right and, you know, whatever. We could just keep going around and around on it and it doesn't matter. And then there's certain things that we could go, no, I I agree with that. There's no way. These guys shouldn't have this much power. They should have better training. They should be better vetted. How about we just do that? But yes, I think like Patrick was saying, no matter what, we're going to use, oh, you guys are all, everybody now wants to to create some laws about the cops. By the way, we're going to sneak this. 
you know, federal red flag laws in there. <laughs> Every time, I promise you they'll do it. Yeah. You know, that's where that's where it becomes a problem because they know you want to solve this thing? Easy to solve. It, it's a law that you could put on a sheet of paper. One mm. sheet of paper, you could put that law. You know, so Motor Boater says get rid of the ATF. Yeah, that'd be a great start, but that has nothing to do with this, really. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not at this right. particular point. But remember, we were talking before about how the ATF, like this is a thing that's weird to me. The ATF is out there making warnings about gun guys that have uh, Boogaloo Brothers or whatever. Yeah, they're out there that's doing not that. Even, it's not even a real thing. But but at the same time they can't they they've got no connections to the to Antifa and all that that's uh, part of these riots. Well, you also got to remember some too. Like when somebody makes a claim or a threat, they have to take it serious. So it's just like um, at your job or like in any type of organization. If somebody stated that they're about to kill themselves, you can't just be like, "Oh, he's just joking around or playing." You have to take it serious. Um, you have to. Okay, I challenge uh, anyone who actually believes that, I challenge them to look at the Parkland situation. He's just being cute, guys. He's just being funny. Come well, uh, on. I agree with you. I agree with you, but what happened in Parkland, though? What yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm totally in agreement with it, but I'm just saying, like, when people react to certain things off of something we know that's not real, they have to, because that's pretty much policy in certain organizations. Or it should be. Right. If they decide to do it but they right. don't actually do it. <laughs> so that might, you know, that might be the issue there. Okay, let's and see. The only, mm -hmm. Go ahead. The only reason I, I speak on that is because when I was in the military, I was in mm -hmm. basic training and I was platoon guy. Mm -hmm. And there was a guy in the platoon and he made the comment that, well, he told somebody he was going to kill himself. And then they came and woke me up and I was like, well, wake me up after he does do it. <laughs> Oh my yeah. god. First I of all, let's go back. You were platoon. Wake <laughs> me up when he's down on cleanup. Yeah. Give me a yeah. pop. Platoon sergeant. So in basic you, training. You, but did, what did you call it? Platoon God? No, platoon guide. Guide. Oh, okay. I thought, yeah. yeah. My, so, platoon my, God. Yeah. So I was like, wait a second. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. So pretty uh -huh. much what that is, is mm -hmm. um, the drill sergeants tell me what to do. Then I go back and tell the platoon mm -hmm. what has to take place. And oh. then you got squad leaders and team leaders under you that mm -hmm. do the same thing. So. It's just something that kind of helps you with the leadership development mm -hmm. from basic training. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I was more like, hey, don't wake me up until yeah. after you do it. You know, we're yeah, doing so it's it like, what are those things in Harry Potter? The prefects? What do they call in Harry Potter? <laughs> yeah. The prefect? You were like a prefect or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was pretty much looking at it like how it was where I grew up at. Oh, well, <laughs> not going to do nothing until he actually do or say it, <laughs> you know, so don't worry about it until it happens. Yeah. But like I said, I actually got in trouble for that. And that was a learning <laughs> I bet lesson you did. for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a learning lesson for me that carried over for the rest of my military career. Yeah. And even throughout my military career, when people would say things along that line, mm -hmm. you know, you purposely had to take it serious, even if you knew yeah. They were just talking to get attention. Absolutely, for sure. I mean, I think even today's, like, I know we're all macho, but in today's world, if a friend or something like that says that, you you know, I think you're obligated to at least talk to them. Sometimes that's just a cry for help that needs a little yeah. bit, like, hey, man, I feel your pain. You're not the only one out there. You know, let's, mm -hmm. let's, let's at least talk and get some stuff 
uh, off our chest. Maybe that goes, you know, steps up to a higher thing. But, um, you know, we shouldn't we shouldn't ignore those kinds of things because um, I think the pressure and all that kind of stuff people are under, you know, it's getting kind of crazy out there. Right. And especially from what we see happening to veterans, uh, you know, it's it's never going to hurt you to take the time to talk to another human being. No, I never do. I mean, I yeah. do it all the time and practically I'm almost late for every appointment I have to go to because, you know, it's just the decency of talking to people, just a conversation. Hey, how's it going? Are you doing okay? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Me asking if you're okay, I'm not talking about the moment. I'm talking about your mm-hmm. mental. Like if there's something you need to get off your chest, mm-hmm. hey, lay it on me right now. I'm not going to go nowhere. I'll listen to you. I'll help you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so that's that's how I was raised. So that's how I look at yeah. it. I do wellness checks on Babyface all the time. I ask him to do something. <laughs> I, I'm the one that asks you, hey, what's going on? What the hell's up? Where's my, where's my knife, by the way? You. Oh, it's sitting next to me. It hasn't been sharpened. I'll do it after tonight. It no, needs I'll a good cleaning, too. You want to see this nasty thing? Oh, no. You got to show my I'm knife I'm going to shame. Hey. Oh, boy. Man, this this box opener over here. Very nice box opener you have. <laughs> look at the look at the. Gunk. I don't think we could see. I don't think we could see it, that on the on the All screen. All the gunk here. coming through. Well, you can see the discoloration yeah. of um, something on it. All the crap that he has on there from opening boxes with this poor thing. All I did say um, tape. I I do have something I am gonna buy for you, Hank, as a present. Do you want me to show it to you? Oh boy. Is it a knife oh, sharpener it or something like that, or it's this? Oh, what's that for? This <laughs> is a dedicated package opener that uses hardware, like uh, blades from like the hardware store. Did the Egyptians invent that? So when it goes when it goes dull, <laughs> if it's like that, this is what I have knives for, man. Come on now. When this goes dull, you throw it out and you put another one in there for like a, a half of a half of fifty cents, whatever, half a dollar. Why are you trying and, to? Uh, why are you trying to be logical? I right. I know. <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> Get off your logical high horse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what whatever knife is on me at the moment. That's for opening boxes. I do the same thing. I open my packages with my like expensive Microtech, and I shouldn't, because then all that glue gets sucked back in. Yeah, but it. is that really a bad thing? Is that really a bad thing? And then I have to clean it. That's a pain in the ass. Well, I don't have to clean it. I just have to uh, text you. Yeah, I have to come clean it. <laughs> so there you go. Problem solved. Exactly. You know. So how much do you think the value of your Microtech is? The one that you just showed earlier. Who me? Hanks. Yeah, Hanks. Uh, Patrick he would know better than me. <laughs> Uh, which one was? It? I don't know. This Shut is up. the. Which one is this? Actually, this is supposed to be Lola's. Is this a UTX? Hold on. I gotta use my. I'm an old guy, so I gotta well, use. Lola's my, is a UTX. Yeah, magnifying yes. glass. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> use the on my phone. I gotta use the the triple tap and go to the magnifier <laughs> and see what this one is. Because um, now I was looking at a couple, and it was like a smaller one. It's an Ultratech like, TE. Sorry. Man, this was like Tonto, 300 Tonto bucks blade. for a, a smaller one. Yeah. Now, that one right there, I want to say, was like about four or $500. I would say in that range because it's a bigger one. At? Yeah. It's, it's it was, over 350 probably. Are, you, this, are you, know? you looking to pick up a Microtech? Because I have one that is is looking to be moved at the moment. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> well, I, I, well, like I said, I'm, I'm looking to, um, to get one because ever since Hank had first started talking to me about it, I was like, Okay, I, I want to see about getting one. And then when I actually looked at it, I was like, oh, my goodness, because 
that show we was talking about Nas, um, I was like, people really pay that much for a knife, you know? And mm-hmm. when I actually seen it, you know, like, wow, man, this is really expensive. And mm-hmm. for me, I just can't justify spending that much money on a knife. You know what I'm saying? Now, a gun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Gorillas and Guns, by the way. I say, I think he's got to get out of here. If you guys are out there, smash the thumbs ups right now. But shout out to Gorillas and Guns, G&G out there. Okay, so you can't spend that much on a knife, huh? I could if I dive in, do the history, and if somebody actually shows me. Because you got to remember, I'm not a knife guy. Mm. Um, so when I look at it, I'm like, so what's the difference between this knife and a knife I can just buy at Lowe's and Home Depot? You know what I'm saying? It's going to cut you, right? Oh, that, no. That's how it's playing in my mind. There's so much that goes into blade metals and yeah. so like how I said, long I'm just not educated. That one that you're showing, Babyface, uh, how much this is This is a UTX-70. Okay, so this is like a smaller... This is this pocket is, hand size. Yeah, and what's the price versus, of something like that? Uh, brand new is about 230 but if, you, if you're interested, we'll talk after the show because I'm looking to move this. Yeah. So here's the thing that I would say to people. Like, I know there's people saying that microtechs are overpriced and stuff like that. Um, I would say, look, you know, you don't have to go. There's out the fronts that you can get that are not microtechs. So I think you can do things. But I think, so for example, this one we traded with someone and then it was pretty nasty. Remember that? Yeah, it was dull and gross. and Yeah, we sent it to microtech and they did everything and sent it back to us. Yeah, so one thing about Microtech is it's so, guaranteed for life. No matter yeah. what you do to that blade, they're going to fix it. Yeah. Um, I sent, like, my my heaviest used one is this. This is my UTX-70 that I bought years ago. Hold on, let me uh, put you full screen. Okay. There you go. And it is very heavily used, as you can see. Yeah. Um, um, but it still works fine. Yeah. And by the way, look at some, if you want to see the, the, the value of it, look at the videos that X-Ring is making, check your sites. I was going to, actually, I was going to say, if you look at, uh, X-Ring does a good video where he beats the shit out of his, an Ultratech. Yeah. He, like, takes a hammer to it and hammers it to, like, straight through a, a two-by-four mm-hmm. and then, like, pulls it back out mm-hmm. and, like, he beats the crap out of it and it yeah. works great still. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not yeah, to no. say you could get something cheaper and it would probably be fine for opening mail. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you know, like the whole thing is, is like I said, when we first had the first conversation um, about knives mm-hmm. on the show, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been like seriously been looking at knives and mm-hmm. but I just haven't dove into it mm-hmm. like I should have. You yeah. Know? Every now and then, like I'll go up to Palmetto State Armory and I look at the knives and I'll be like. Okay, why is this one fifty nine, but this one is three fifty nine? Yeah, it's probably going to be quality of build, materials, uh, right. whether they stand behind it or not, whether it was made in America or not. You know, I mean, I think that it's just the way that it's going to be. SoCal Gun, it, SoCal Gunner says uh, he gave us five bucks. He says outdoor edge slide winder in my box cutter uh, saves the edge of my blades for heavier tasks, which is yeah, like That's I said, what I. I Using a box cutter to cut boxes yeah. is... Yeah. Why you gotta be logical. To... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve Dave says, I got a $200 Benchmade for 115 when Gander Mountain went out of business. Um, you know, listen, I, just like I was saying about people just now coming into the gun thing, I think it's the same thing with knives. I'm not a knife expert. I look at um, 
So X-Ring, check your six, has good stuff. Um, the late Boy Scout, who else? Uh, nothing late fancy. Boy Scout's got knives for days. Yeah, nothing fancy does some stuff on the, who, what's the Who's the other knife guys? Uh, people, I can't think of them offhand. Yeah, tell us now who are the knife guys you guys look at on YouTube. I, I look at a lot of uh, the late Boy Scout um, and, uh, and X-Ring. Which I, I mostly used to look at the late Boy Scout, and then when I discovered X-Ring, I was like, oh, these videos are bad, badass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he tears those, uh, those things up, so. Does he, he works for Microtech, doesn't he? I think he does, I think he does something officially over there now, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I saw him in, uh, they had a, a video, see, Microtech, not yeah. uh, X-Ring, put out a video series about how they build the uh, Ultratech. Mm-hmm last oh, yeah. year in like december yeah. and pretty freaking cool getting yeah. to see like all the parts that are like machined and then anodized yeah and matt morrison said blade hq um you know by the way tops knives very good knives too tops knives um if um i always tell people if you're looking for like when it comes to first time blade i always say the uh <clears throat> spider co, spider -co. Uh, delica mm -hmm. spider co delica is my favorite like this is the first blade I ever carried, and this thing is still super sharp, holds mm. a good edge, cuts all the boxes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's basically all I use my, my knives for anymore is, like, opening Amazon packages. Yeah, yeah. Um, James Miller says that um, – what is this he's saying here? He's, he says Wrangle Star gets into some knife stuff. Wrangler Star is another – yeah, he's a good – Good content creator. Yeah, and YNH says he's a Spartaco fan. Spartaco is good stuff, man. Mm. My, and uh, they're they're not. They used to be a little more affordable. They're not horribly expensive, but they've gone up in price lately, which is mm. very surprising to me. Yeah, my brother gave me my first Spartaco. So there you go. And then really, my, yeah, I my my, my brother anonymous gave me my first Spartaco. That's how I used to get knives. When my brother got, he was a crazy knife person as long as I've known him spends mm -hmm. money on the knives and then when he gets tired of something because he got the new hotness you gotta <laughs> sell it off right hey here you go pass you it down. It. yeah <laughs> it's just like clothing i mean he's my older brother so i used to get his hand-me-down clothing <laughs> you know so I, that's how i would get um knives actually my second spartaco came from shane <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know so listen here's a here's a top tip make friends with big knife guys <laughs> they, they like to spend money and they like to uh, buy nice things. Yeah, but the, and then my friends that are knife guys like Jesse James, my not the not that Jesse James. I have a friend who I, I love how you always have to say that <laughs> Jesse James, not that Jesse. James. Yeah, uh, I have a friend that that's his name, Jesse James, and you guys have probably yeah. seen him in a couple of videos with me. He is a gear whore. I a whore, not the with the W. Yeah. He's an actual gear whore. He, I love gear. Yeah. I really. There's something about watches, knives, uh, flashlight, like all of that stuff. There's something about it that just tickles my brain, and I don't know what it is, yeah. but I love it all. Yeah, you're a gear whore also. I am. I yeah. totally am. You know that. <laughs> you should make I, – yeah. I keep telling you you should make your own gear stuff, man, eventually. I know what you know. Yeah. It's just a matter of getting to it. Yeah, get all crazy. Tactical – I think he was showing me a tactical pen or something the other day. Yeah. You mean something like this? Yeah, Not yeah. A, this is that little pocket pen I got from uh, Maritac. Yeah, hold on. Uh, let me go. Boom. There you go. Little tiny little tiny pen from Maritac, which, mm -hmm. by the way, if anybody's never been to Maritac before, mm -hmm. they got the coolest. He has the coolest like pocket gear, EDC gear ever. 
Mm. Um, this is just like a little pocket pen. Uh, anodized aluminum. That's ah, so cool. I love this type of crap. Like I, I love this type of stuff. Yeah. I don't know why. I have no idea why. Yeah. Eventually, you get into all these things, Mike. You'll, you'll see. You, you know, you, you get into right. that stuff. SoCal Gunner says Birdshot IV or Birdshot Four is a great knife review channel. So you, there's lots of, there's lots of good um, sources for that out there. And not everything's expensive. Um, who knows? Like I know when I was looking into out the front OTF, Microtech is what came up. I think the f- Microtech's a big one. Yeah, I think you and Walter had Microtech's first, and Walter unfortunately lost his. Uh, oh, I, it's the yeah. saddest thing. Yeah. How much he pay for it? Uh, I think he had a special one that he lost. Oh right. man! So I know he was great. It was over two hundred dollars. I know that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I know he was griping for oh, probably about. Three, he's still four salty. Months. I guarantee you, if I go back through this chat, he's in there <laughs> saying something about uh, somewhere in there is Walter complaining. <laughs> he, James Miller says it's okay as long as you admit it. <laughs> I have a problem, and it is EDC and watches. Yeah. I haven't gotten into cars yet. I. I uh, I don't Maybe know if you want to. <laughs> I, I hardly want to me if I get into cards because then I'm just going to want to spend too much money. Uh, this thing. Uh, I think the the reason why I've faded out of cars mm-hmm. is because I can't fit in a lot of them. So yeah. now I'm just in the trucks. Too tall? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. What kind of cars were you into, Mike? Uh, when I was younger, I was more into um, like Mustangs because okay. um, I'm a big fan of Ford. Mm-hmm. and. I'm- of course, my dad bought my brother a Mustang when he graduated, mm-hmm. but I drove it more um, mm-hmm. after he got it. But at the same time, I was still growing at that time, mm-hmm. and it was getting tighter and tighter, mm-hmm. and I was like, I can't deal with this. So went ahead and bought an SUV, a little bit more room, a little bit more comfort, and then ever since then, I just stayed with trucks. So I don't even look at a car like that no more. Oh, okay. So you're like pickup trucks now? or Yeah. Yeah, I'm all about a pickup truck or okay. SUV. What's the best pickup oh. truck out there in your mind? Uh, like I said, I'm a big Ford person. So. Ford. Oh, okay. So F-150. How do you like? Yep. How do you like the new Rangers? I think they. Um, sh- actually, I just seen one at the range um, the other day. I walked up on it and I was like, "What is this little thing?" And yes. of course, it said Ranger on it. So technically, it is a mini F-150. Yeah. Um, just looking at it, but. I didn't go inside of it. I just kind of looked through the window, but I didn't want to put my face to the window. They yeah. look good. They look good. <laughs> they're looking, uh, they're, they're looking stuff. Yeah, Ford is a good yeah, company. Ford. Ford is a good, I'm trying to remember. Have I ever owned a Ford? I don't think so. Um, I'm waiting for them to come out. In America, they need to come out with the Ranger um, the Ranger Raptor. That's going to be badass. It's only out, It's only were, in Europe so far. They're working on it, I believe. Well, how, why are they working on it? They already so, have one so, in Europe. <laughs> Why would they put the Ranger Raptor in Europe and not in America? Ask Ford. I know. That's an American thing, it seems like. Yeah. Ask Ford. I think Walter will tell us whether or not we saw – because uh, we always when, – when Walter and I go to SEMA, we always go to the Ford booth. I'm, I'm a fan of Ford. Walter, by the way, Walter said his knife cost 200 plus. It was like losing a best friend. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. That's, that's how I would be like – a two hundred dollar knife? Oh yeah. man! I have one that I'm throwing around. Oh my god, this one! Marley bought me this, and it's not even that expensive. This is a Leatherman squirt. Oh yeah, this you have all the time. Look at that! Multi-tool. That's used. It, no, yeah, seriously, That's this patina. thing is in my pocket. No matter where I go, this thing is in my pocket, and it comes in so handy. Uh, I went on the business trip to Texas back in February, put it in Marley's purse, and forgot that it was in there. When she dropped me off at the airport or whatever, and for a month and a half, it was gone. And 
I was like, I can't believe I lost that thing. Can't I sleep. <laughs> Seriously, I there was one night where I was like, I can't sleep. I looked through the car. I looked through everywhere. Couldn't find it. Finally, one day, Marley's sitting in the in the car, and she's like, goes to pull something out of her purse, and she's like, and I'm like, are you kidding me? That it's been in your purse for like a month and a half now. Oh man, yeah. yeah. Losing Proof a knife. that women don't know what the hell is in their purses. She, she doesn't. And she you doesn't. can all get mad at me, but that's a reality. She has no idea. Basically, a <laughs> woman's purse is like a black hole. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Because <laughs> there's nothing ever useful in there. I could be dying and tell Lola, get something useful out of your purse to save my life right now. Nope. There's nothing nothing, nothing good in there. Nothing, nothing for me, at least. Nothing in there. Um, <laughs> chewing gum and chewing gum wrappers, uh, old straws. Scrunched up paper napkins. towels. Who knows what that is? Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> never what I need. I don't know. I just never dug into a woman's purse. Oh, uh, I, was, I was always told that was off limits. Yeah. No, so I don't do that. Like, I'm just always asking her. I'm always asking her for stuff. I'm like, I get that. Yeah, from I'm you. like, hey, I need this. Is that in your purse? She's yeah. like, no. My 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 pet peeve is people leaving um, things in the doors of my cars. I hate that. And Lola <laughs> loves to do that. She leaves pens. That's a thing now. She leaves pens. She leaves paper towels. Oh, I'm God. like, what the hell? Uh, you don't need to see that gave us a bunch of pins. I may just start stashing them around your car. That's don't do it. That makes me mad. When I'm turning and I hear something moving, I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's, it's, that's my pet peeve. Um, uh, Walter says that for the for the Raptor, U.S. safety laws are the main reason. And Motorboater says Raptor Ranger is here in Texas. The only place I saw the Raptor Ranger, I thought, was at SEMA show. But I, I think it's supposed to be available in America at some point. I almost bought a, a F-150 Raptor. But I, how much a, was that? Like um, like ninety? No, 90 I think the, no, those were like about seventy. Seventy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I bought I bought the uh, the Ram Rebel instead, which is pretty cool. I like mm-hmm. the Ram Rebel, uh, and they're coming uh, out with a Ram Rebel with a Hellcat engine. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not like I'm not locked into one company or the other. I like Ram stuff, but I don't like the company. Their customer service horrible. Is it really? Yes, very bad. Um, I probably will. I probably I like that uh, that the I think they're calling it the T Rex. It's going to be a Ram Rebel that basically has a Hellcat. Super really? Yeah, it's calling it the T Rex. You with the Raptor. Yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to get one of those, but it's a terrible. It's they are terrible, man. Their customer service is really bad, really bad. Um, so, uh, Mike, have you seen the uh, the new Bronco that's coming out? Like the twenty twenty two Bronco. Yeah, that, that's Bronco. actually nice, but yeah. they, they keep they keep well. I'm, well, when I saw the picture of it, it was like two different designs. So I, I'm guessing. They, well, there's going to be. I think there's going to be like three different ones. I think there's a couple different. Yeah, there's going to be a couple different ones. I mean, you know, nowadays the big body one is probably going to be. I'm on board. I told popular. Marley next time we get an SUV, we should just pick up one of those because I, I would want the two door version of that because that's what the. No, we'd probably end up getting a two door if we have <laughs> yeah. kids. But now, for what I understood, also is that um, Ford is bringing back the Mach One body, and um, supposedly it's supposed to go on the Mustang. Um, oh, yeah, so that, would be, that would be bad. They didn't have pictures on it. Yeah, but I've always said that car companies, if they bring back like a sports car from a certain era, mm-hmm. it will sell like hotcakes. So imagine if they actually take 
like a 66 to 70 Ford and just bring that body back and put mm. like on the frame and the engines mm. today. Mm-hmm. It it will sell like wildfire. Well, you could build that's, those. You could build those forts from the ground up. But go ahead. Sorry. That, oh, yeah. well, that, I think that's why the Mustang that I have, the body style that I have, the newest one, is so popular. It's because it mm-hmm. looks yeah. very similar to the fastbacks from like yeah. 64, 65, 66. Yeah. I think I've told you this before, man. That for the the current gen Ford Mustang, one of the best best looking coupe in existence. The best Mustang yeah. I think they've ever produced. Yeah. It looks good. That's a sexy. It has all the right lines, the ass, everything looking mm-hmm. good. It's looking got it good. all. Pop it. The, my only complaint about it, no all-wheel drive. I I don't know if that's ever going to become a thing. It should be a thing. That also, my car, thing. remember, my car is 25 grand, not 60, so. <laughs> all-wheel drive. Everybody needs to get up on all-wheel drive. All the companies like BMW is doing a bunch of all-wheel drive, Mercedes. Uh, next time, next yeah. time we get a... a um, a car for Marley, an SUV, we're definitely doing four-wheel drive, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, going to North Carolina, going up those the mountain trails and whatnot, if you go in the winter, it gets a little hairy sometimes, so mm-hmm. we're totally getting a four-wheel drive vehicle. <laughs> yeah, then, then, too, if you're driving in the mountains in the wintertime, that's salt, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God, it's salt. <laughs> yeah. You got to hit a car wash every day you stop yes. driving. <laughs> yeah, you start yeah. rusting out. Hunter Biden's, <laughs> Hunter Biden's crack pipe says, I bought a Dart a few years ago, and their service does suck. They literally hate the Dart and made excuses not to work on it while it was under warranty. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. There's some Chinese companies going to come in and buy up RAM, mostly for the Jeep. You think so? I think so. I think they're going to try to – well, I know they've tried already to get that Jeep, that Jeep brand. Um, mm-hmm. And I've never owned a Jeep. I've come really, really close. <laughs> Marley's a Jeep girl. She loves Jeep. them. Yeah, you owned a Jeep before. I had a 94 uh, Jeep Wrangler that had like the big mud and tires and everything. Oh, okay. You never uh, – yeah, you never – did you like it? Uh, I liked it for what it was. Okay. It's not fancy. It's not – it wasn't a nice car, mm-hmm. but for a 16-year-old who wants to just tear shit up, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Did you ever have a Jeep, Mike? <laughs> no. Actually, I went to go try to get one, and of course, when I sat in it, the seats okay. wouldn't go back mm-hmm. much, <laughs> but the roof and the doors came off, but I would look kind of retarded driving with one leg hanging <laughs> out. <the door. laughs> yeah, that was my problem with Jeeps. I went to look at the um, the, the four-door Jeeps. And I could, I mean, I could fit in there. I'm not as tall as you, but I couldn't sit behind myself, which is a big deal in a four-door vehicle to me. In a two-door, which I like, I like coupes more than anything. I don't care. Nobody needs to sit behind me in the first place. But in in that, like, I couldn't sit set it how I wanted it to be and then go sit behind me. One of my kids is taller than me. So, I mean, that was a no-go. And I wound up getting, um, getting the Toyota 4Runner, which was awesome. Yeah, like I said, if you get that um, F-150, like the F-150 I got is a 2016 mm-hmm. model. And with the seat all the way back, you can sit behind me and still be comfortable, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. stretched out comfortable. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm telling you, I, I came close. I, like F-150, it would have to be a Raptor for me. I think I didn't want to get one because Demo Ranch has one. I'm like that. <laughs> if if I, if I Which I don't know Demo Ranch. But if I know, like if, so Patrick has a Mustang, I don't want to get a Can Mustang. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. No, I don't want to compete with my boys. You know what I'm it's saying? It's not competing. It's I, not competing. I feel like it you're is. Getting what you like? <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like you know. 
eventually it's going to become a competing thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, how would you feel, Patrick, if I show like, so, you know, me, if I go buy a Mustang, it's gonna you're going to get the balls to the wall. Mustang yeah, it's going to be then, a roush. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm crazy. getting next. I told Marley it's the next thing I want is like a 500 horsepower roush. Uh, 500. That's not enough. Uh, <laughs> listen, I live I, I live decently. I don't want to spend, you know, a hundred. I, mean, I was thinking on. at least seven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little different. But you see, this is why you need all wheel drive. <laughs> right there. But yeah, I just don't like it. Like, I, I prefer to enjoy, like, someone I know has something. I'm like, hey, I will enjoy the fact that, you know, one of my friends has this thing. But, you know, we all can't be showing up in the same car. Also, Mustangs in Florida, I don't know about in, in Carolina where you're at, man. But in Florida, that is probably the most common car in existence. A Mustang. Um, a lot of- well, here... You, well, I would think like a Lamborghini or something more exotic would be more in Florida. Um, but in Miami, are, maybe. Yeah. yeah, Miami, yeah. I'd say, has a bunch of that. Yeah. yeah. So like around here in this area, um, and I'm just saying common type cars, mm-hmm. you see a lot of um, Mustangs, very little Corvettes. Oh, we, we got a lot of Corvettes in Florida, too, especially where the old people live in. In like villages. <laughs> it is a crap load of Dodge. Um, which one's the two door? The Challenger. The ch- yeah. yeah, the Challenger. The Dodge Challenger, mm-hmm. the two door one. So um, it's a crap load of those around mm-hmm. here. Yeah, I had one of those. Here's, you know what though? I have to correct myself. The most popular vehicle I see is probably the F one fifty or pickup trucks. Yeah. Now, yeah. like I said, between F-150. here and Louisiana, because like when I was driving every other weekend, going back and forth from here to Louisiana. Mm-hmm. It was like pickup truck paradise, <laughs> just making the drive, mm-hmm. you know. So, but I I can't honestly say like driving across the country like that. I want to say it was a toss up between probably Ford and Toyota. It was I seen a lot of Toyota pickup trucks out there. Yeah, but Toyota is got the number one resale value. That's yeah, the, they built up last. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so by the way, resale value Toyota is number one, two, and three. I believe that. In resale value. Um, Mm -hmm. I believe number one is the Tacoma. That's the number one resale value uh, vehicle in America. Then number two, I want to say, is the Tundra. And number three is the Forerunner in terms of Mm -hmm. resale value. So um, Practically the same engine, though. Isn't it just a different size frame? um, The Tacoma and the Tundras are actually nicer. Because they're made in America. And the 4Runner is like one of the few vehicles that Toyota makes in Japan. And therefore, the interior and all that kind of stuff sucks donkey balls. (laughs) 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 It's the book. Because the Japanese are like, no, we don't need this. We don't need big screens. (laughs) You don't need need CarPlay. (laughs) I just feel like like they have not improved the the 4Runner. In like 20 years. So that's why Lola, we had a forerunner. Lola didn't like it. Also, Babyface uh, marked it. Yeah. It was a wonderful vehicle. <laughs> I don't know what is wrong with you. You're talking out your ass. You don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, the Tacomas and the Tundras are made here in America, man. So those are actually really nice. And they have better electronics and stuff like that in it. So uh, Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. Like that. Well, I knew like. Part of the truck was built in America, but I didn't know it was like the engine was mainly from here. 
No, the engine probably is a Japanese engine. That's probably coming oh. in. It's probably the same. Like, they have V6s. They used to have V8s and stuff like that. Now it's all V6s. And they're kind of, to me, underpowered, man. If you're going to have a V6, you need to put turbos in there. Well, my, my truck has a V6 in it, but it has the twin turbo in it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Turbos, man. We need turbos. <laughs> you know, or V8s with turbos. Yeah. You know, but so, the the thing was when I bought my truck, when you look at it, the miles per gallon, it was only one, like literally one difference. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if it said like nineteen, it was just a difference of eighteen. So I was just like, Okay, well I'll get the V six and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I think Ford has perfected the turbo V six because that's what's They've done a good job. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what's in the Raptor. The Raptor is mm-hmm. a turbo V6. The the dual turbo V6 is in the um, GT. Ford 500. Ford GT, rather, yeah, sorry. which is mm-hmm. awesome. And that thing is bad. Yeah. It, it, so I've probably said this before, but if I ever had the money for one, like, crazy supercar, Ford GT, all day, every day. Yeah, it's a nice car. I'd even, I would even splurge on one of the 90s ones, which is a little cheaper, because – that, you know what, Hank, you know what you feel when you look at, like, 70s and 80s cars where you're mm-hmm. like, you got that nostalgic pang? Mm-hmm. That's the 90s, like the 1995 Ford GT for me, mm-hmm. where you sit in it and it's like, oh, man, I'm back in the 90s and yeah. this feels pretty good. <laughs> you, can get those, you can get those affordably. I thought that uh, Doug Nomura bought one. No, I don't, even, 200, yeah, I don't even think it's as expensive as 250 anymore. The, 200. the new ones are crazy expensive. Those are like six grand, 600 grand. Yeah, at least at least half a million or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, they're nice. It's nice. I think Ford's, Ford's doing good with technology, man. Aluminum and all that kind of stuff. The bodies, yeah. they're yeah. aluminum. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, they're my, my whole truck is aluminum. So <laughs> I was yes. amazed at that one. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Walter says late model used will be my next Suburban. <laughs> Walter has his, what he likes. He knows what he likes. Suburbans are good, man. If Anytime I rent a Suburban, they have like the best freaking – I've never seen fuel mileage like that on a big vehicle. Yep. Like I don't know what the magic is that they're doing really? with Sub- – yeah. The, the last time I rented one, I actually made a video which I never edited. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I think that's going on like – it's over a year now, but – yeah, I had this Suburban, and the gas mileage was ridiculous. And then when I was uh, doing the thing with Brownells, they had a um, Josh and Ryan rented a Suburban. Same thing. Hmm. It's the, 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 I don't know what the trick is now with the gas mileage, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good gas mileage. So, so Cal Gunners is a Conus Egg Agera. Conus Egg. Conus Eggs are cool. That's I if, guess that's his supercar. Yeah. If money, I know we only we don't have that much time here. If money is no object, what cars would you get? Like if you, money no object whatsoever. I'm sticking with my sticking to my guns here. Ford GT. Absolutely. Okay. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I would actually, instead of getting one car. I'll probably get three different pickup trucks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, and it, it would it would literally just be get a six by six, six, man. Get one of the big six by sixes. You're good to go. Uh, uh, no, I would get I would actually get um, Ford F one fifty, but I'll probably get the Celine model because you know that's going to eat me up. <sighs> yeah, I'll probably look up Hennessy Performance, man. They have a badass six by six. I'm yeah. just saying. But then I would um, turn around and I would get the top of the line Dodge mm-hmm. and um, the top of the line GMC also. <laughs> really? You'd own all three? Yeah, I would own all three just, of them. Just pick up. Then when, when, 
when people talk to me, they'll be like, you trainer? Hey, call it what you want, but I'm driving. <laughs> uh, if money was no object, man, I am getting a Bugatti Chiron right there. Man, I, see now, a price. Hopefully I said that car, right. Hopefully I said yeah. that right. Uh, now, the thing that would scare me about that car mm-hmm. and the price of that car is mm-hmm. the maintenance and upkeep. That's, that's what. The thing, that's the thing that turns me off about that. Um, An oil change on that has to be so expensive. Okay, we did say yeah. money was no object. So here, yeah, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show the Chiron but, here. Okay, Hank, real quick, what colors? Because I'm looking at the color chart, and I know what colors I would pick. Um, I um, would probably get all blacked out. Black is beautiful, baby. The blue and the blue the and black blue is and nice. Black. Yeah, that's the one mm. I was gonna throw up here for people to look at. Or the or the Check all blue out. carbon. Now that's <laughs> all wheel drive. Um, I think it's like a what a V sixteen or something like that. It's I don't know twelve hundred horsepower. Um, yeah, <laughs> basically <laughs> it has about four radiators. I think the tires probably cost like all, like to do a tire change. I don't know. Oh, That's probably about a hundred grand. <laughs> so what's that like a souped up NASCAR? <laughs> this car does over. This car does three hundred and twenty miles an hour. The Bugatti Chiron and it's all wheel drive. Use you want a few set of uh, genuine Bugatti Chiron wheels and rims on because mm-hmm. they have it on eBay for thirty five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> a uh, kit car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Bugattis are so expensive, man. It's handmade. Yeah. It's handmade in France. Right. How much? How much is this car? Um, a oh, Bugatti. That's, that's, that's a couple million, right? Yeah, there. you're looking at a couple million. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, with my Ford, I could change the oil on it myself. Like, I don't that's, need to worry about Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> how, that's how I look at it. The yeah. Bugatti Veyron is the car that T-Pain bought one. Because, you know, T-Pain made a lot of money, right? He's, yeah. And he bought one of these. And then when he had to do the – he had to change a radiator and it was like $45,000. <laughs> he was like, and I'm selling this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that's what, that? what you do. Mike Tyson bought a, um, what was it, a Lamborghini or a Ferrari? He didn't know how to drive a stick. <laughs> took, took it to like the first dealership he saw, traded it in, and got like a regular car. Yeah, and a t- and plus a Tiger or something. <laughs> yeah, imagine, that's so crazy. Can you imagine having that kind of money where you could just be like, yeah, I just traded it in. I no, can't drive I will just burn out a clutch and learn how to drive it. <laughs> exactly. I'd be like, shit, I I'm burned out. Drive stick. I burned, yeah, I burned out a clutch in my life learning how to drive a stick. One of, um, <laughs> I, I can't remember what superstar it was. Some some sports superstar. So like a basketball player, football player. Mm-hmm. Bought their wife something similar to that. Mm-hmm. And the wife didn't know how to, how to drive stick. So he was like put in an automatic transmission. And Ferrari was like, we don't do that. And he's like, I'll pay you whatever you want. Put in an automatic transmission. And they did. They're like, they built wow. it with an auto. And they were like, this is the only Ferrari that's ever had an automatic transmission. Yeah. Well, and now everything's like got automatics. But eight million or something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's got automatics now because it's like you can shift faster. The car could be faster and everything. But there's something to, to be said for the for the like doing stick shift, you know, getting like an old school stick shift Ferrari or something. I want to feel those shifts in my hand as I'm going through the the gear train. The old, the old school, um, like the gen one Audi R8s had a stick shift version, a manual version. And it's gated, you know, like when you, it's clunky, like you go clunk, clunk, clunk. And you actually, when I look at videos of that and I hear people, I'm like, Oh my God, that sounds so good. 
It's the yeah, that is one of those. That's like a bolt yeah. action rifle where it just it feels good rocking that bolt. Yeah, <laughs> Hunter Biden. Where I know we're gonna go here. Hunter Biden says, "Remember when Eddie Griffin crashed the Ferrari?" Yep. He did this movie, and the guy who made the movie was like a car, big time car collector. And I think Eddie Griffin crashed his car. It was like two million dollars. It's on video. It's amazing. Oh my god! <laughs> I just pulled up the video. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! He just runs it straight to a wall. He just wrecks it. He has no it's idea. Just straight to a wall. Yeah. Um. Mm. By the way, if you guys don't know this, all those people in Fast and Furious can't really drive. No. So maybe Vin Diesel could drive, but a lot of those people in Fast and Furious don't actually have driver's licenses. So, <laughs> yeah. You think that the, the, it's not the same as the movie? Picture like a picture, like my my people say. You know. Don't believe that. All right, listen, we're going to wrap this up. We Somehow we got into talking about cars, which is cool. I can talk about – I'm going to do a separate car podcast at some point. And you just man. talk cars. Yeah. Right. It will be fun. It will be fun. I, I uh, you know, I really do enjoy that. Okay, let's do this. Let's go down the line here. Mike, tell the folks how they can support you. I know you have that giveaway that you're doing. Yes, I'm doing a giveaway Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you want to be entered in it, please go to M-W Tactical Facebook page and at Munitions Weapons Tactical on Instagram and at CSRA Shooters on Instagram and like, subscribe, follow, tag two people in it to be eligible for the contest. Deadline for entry is 5 p.m. Um, tomorrow evening. But if you want to also support everything I do, please head on over to www.m-wtactical.com. See what I'm a part of and then follow my journey through competition shooting. Absolutely. Very cool. Babyface P, how can uh, folks support you out there? YouTube.com slash Babyface P. Um, videos going out every Monday, um, 4 a.m. And if I have some spillage, it'll go out on Friday at 4 a.m. Next Monday, we are turning a flat an ak receiver flat into a tantal receiver so stay tuned i think a lot of people are excited for the next build so it'll be starting monday all right yeah that sounds pretty cool um let's see here okay on my part you guys need to go to hankstrange.com sign up for the email list you can also uh find our patches on there you want to support the situation get your hands on these they'll probably be worth a million dollars in about a year from now so this is like a great opportunity for you to get your hands on them. Uh, thanks to Harry's Holster for sponsoring the show here. Let me drop the end before we get out of here. Thanks to everyone for joining us out there. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Press those thumbs up. Ring the bell so you can be notified. We are putting this up on iTunes as well as anywhere else that you get your audio podcast. Thanks so much to Mike from MW Tactical for coming in. Babyface P. As well, all you folks out there, who wants the last word on this? Support me and shooting. Follow <laughs> what I do. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. All right, we're out of here. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Night.